It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And we welcome you to the final Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia of 2017. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Rick Marone. Happy to have you along for the fastest three hours in radio here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Tonight we've got wall-to-wall coverage of all the games going on across the Mountain State in high school basketball. And it's a busy night tonight. We've got a lot of teams who are playing in tournaments. Let me tell you from experience... Tracking down tournament schedules is not easy, uh, even in uh, even in the age in which we live. So we have a lot of those tournaments. I believe we have all those schedules, but my goodness, the group behind the scenes put in a full week's work on that to uh, to find those out. So we'll get you scores all throughout the night. We'll hear from players, coaches, members of the media, and, and from you know a variety of people tonight. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, we expect to hear from him later on tonight. Um, just about what what he's come across over the course of the past week. So wall-to-wall basketball, a celebration of high school basketball here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Before we get started, uh, Coach Rick Marone, nice to have you here for the second consecutive week. <laughs> Two out of four now, batting 500. I believe that makes a streak, though. Uh, well, if I <laughs> remember right, the, the great coach Lou Brown once said in Major League, that uh, it takes three to make a streak because tr- two is just a trend. But uh, Bill Corwell, happy to have you back as well. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been here. I was on uh, Marshall football duty in New Mexico a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, just down the street from where we are speaking, Marshall had a home basketball game last Friday, so I was uh, busy working there, but good to be back. And uh, I think we're kind of lucky that uh, some of our teams uh, are down south in tournaments because. Uh, here in the at least in the Ohio Valley, we're getting our first significant snow tonight. And uh, if they had come earlier in the evening, it might have affected some schedules. It, it was snowing when I came in seven minutes ago. No, I'm playing. Uh, it was snowing <laughs> it, it, when I came in, and uh, it, it is uh, you know a situation where a lot of folks throughout West Virginia are going to be met by perhaps a little bit slicker travel than what they were if they went to a game tonight. The trip home might be a little rough. So as always, take care out there and. And be careful and just be alert on your way through. Now, I want to apologize in advance, and Coach Moreau can back me up on this. I have worked public address for four basketball games in the last two nights and have slept about five hours total in between. (laughs) My voice is going to be a little rough at times. Now, you coached two games in the process, too. <laughs> My so. voice is a little rough right. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, scoreboard duties are going to be uh, uh, dispersed quite a bit You're going to be a distributor okay. tonight. You're going for right. the assist record. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play the point guard tonight in that regard. But, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk with a lot of coaches and players tonight. And uh, a couple that we'll talk with uh, later on in this hour. Uh, Wowing East girls picked up a big win yesterday in terms of beating a team that's got a little bit of a national profile to it. So uh, we'll we'll talk much more in depth about that as we go on throughout the program. But we know that you are here for scores, and there are a lot of them. They're still rolling in. Games are in progress. As you know, with tournaments, sometimes those late games run a little bit late. So uh, there are still some games going on right now. We are tracking down all the scores we can. And before... As we do that, though, it's time for our first look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. 
we'll give you the honors of doing the boys' scores, and we'll have Coach Jerome follow up with the girls' scores. All right, let's get to those boys' scores right off the bat, and we go to a final from the Doyle Kelly Classic down at Savannah Christian School in uh, Georgia. Good win for Lance Sutherland and the Hurricane Redskins as they beat Hilton Head, South Carolina tonight, 74-56 in the Undo's uh, Main Street Holiday Classic in Wheeling. Uh, Madonna loses to Trinity, 72-45. In the Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament down at Greenbrier East, the Spartans of Greenbrier East get a win over the Scott Skyhawks, 65-62. Tonight, the Polar Bear Holiday Classic up in Fairmont. Fairmont Senior, big win over Spring Mills, 98-36. In the King of the Smoky Mountains Classic, Chapmanville loses to Lebanon, Tennessee High School, 71-58. In the Little General Battle for the Armory this evening. Bluefield loses to First Love PA High School 76-68. In the Falcon Holiday Classic down in Bradenton, Florida. Hedgesville, a winner over St. John Newman of Florida, 59-25. Into the third quarter in the Coach Skip Fowler Tournament. It is a Martinsburg big lead over Millbrook, Virginia, 72-34. In the Summersville Convention and Visitors Bureau Tournament, uh, Charleston Catholic this evening loses to Nicholas County, 51-39. Regular season play, and this is a fourth quarter score near the end of the game. Parkersburg South with a lead over Cabell Midland by a score of 63-46. Halftime of the Jefferson Holiday Classic, James Wood, Virginia, trailing Jefferson, 36-12. Tonight in regular season play, not a tournament, Mingo Central, 20-point win over Polka, 66-46. Also, the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish beating the St. Joe Irish, the Battle of the Irish tonight, and it was Clarksburg Notre Dame beating Huntington St. Joe, 85-62. Game played at Alderson Broadus, end of the third quarter, Logan trailing Phillip Barber, 41-31. Uh, Wyoming East tonight gets a uh, win over Pikeview, 85-49. Ravenswood beats Parkersburg Catholic, 71-54. Tuck Valley uh, loses to Westside this evening, 82-79. A good double-A battle there to, uh, versus single-A. And Lincoln, well, they uh, lose to Sissonville, 60-57. to uh, Halftime of the little general battle for the Armory. Virginia Episcopal uh, beating Woodrow Wilson, 32 32- to 24. Again, that's a halftime score into the first quarter. Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic in Wheeling and Wheeling Central uh, 16-15 lead over the Cameron Dragons. Tell you what, uh, let's take a look at the girls' scores here as we continue on the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. On the girls' side, in the Daytona Beach Sunshine Classic, the Cameron Dragons get a big win, 42-41 over Tipton Rosemark out of Tennessee. We have Coach Roger Kane on the program later this evening. Talk to him about that big win for the Lady Dragons. Trinity falls tonight to Cassia Hall Prep, and that tournament, uh, the KSA Holiday Tournament in Orlando, Florida. Albert Gallatin, Pennsylvania, knocks off the Preston Knights, 58-54. Also in tournament play tonight, the Lewis County Minutemen fall to the Lincoln County Lady Panthers. That was the Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament at Ritchie County. Golden Knights of Mountview get a nice win over Liberty Raleigh in the Meadow Bridge Wildcat Classic. Cabell Midland, the Knights, still waiting on that score. They're playing down in South Carolina in the Carolina Invitational tonight. We'll get that updated as soon as possible. Martinsburg, 56-30. Win over Riverview and the Jerry Bradley Memorial, the girls' division of that tournament down at Greenbrier East. Hanover, New Hampshire, 
fell and fell hard to the Wyoming East Lady Warriors. We mentioned their big win yesterday. They followed that up with a huge 55-17 win in the Carolina Invitational Classic. They'll be in the finals tomorrow. The Blue Dons of Madonna, 43-29 winners over Charleston Catholic. That's in the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic up in Wheeling. The Greyhounds of Valley Fayette, they fall to Meadowbridge, 49-37. The Wildcats with the win in the Meadowbridge Classic. Spring Mills, a consolation game in the Buccaneer Christmas Classic. They fall to Wheeling Park, 49-28. Also... Uh, the Greyhounds, of, or excuse me, the Monarchs of John Marshall fall to GW. That's the St. Albans Classic, GW 85, John Marshall 40. Wheeling Park gets a 49-28 win over Spring Mills. We mentioned that consolation game. And a huge upset tonight in Class AA girls, the Golden Tornado of Kaiser knock off North Marion 61-55 tonight in that one in Kaiser. Also on the girls' side, the Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament tonight. we got two scores waiting on for that one. Also, Gilmer County takes on Nicholas County in the Summersville Convention Classic. Nicholas County 53, Gilmer County 22. The championship of the Buchanan uh, Christmas Tournament, the Buck Up. Uh, Lady Buccaneers get a 66-54 win over Spring Valley in that one. And also, Sissonville knocks off Lincoln tonight, 73-35. Other girls' scores also in the Undo's Classic. Up in Wheeling, the Central Catholic Knights defeat Bishop Rosecrans 67-39. Ripley hosting their own tournament. They knock off Polka 54-22 to claim that championship. And the Renegades of Westside 68, Pikeview 60 in girls basketball. And that's your Marshall University Sports Journalism on BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Certainly a score that sticks out there on the girls' side was that North Marion lost to Kaiser uh, we do know that we've, we've talked with the Kaiser coaching staff in the past on this program, and there were years that they felt they were underseeded going into Charleston. They had a two-loss team that got a sixth seed one year. And, uh, you know, due to geography, uh, they don't necessarily get to play a lot of West Virginia schools. Uh, it's not their fault. I mean, it's just where Kaiser is located in the Potomac Valley that it can be uh, a little bit tricky to um, find games, and especially – you know, winter sports, you got to travel in and out of there. So it, it, it's a rough uh, two way road for them. Uh, of course, Corridor H uh, helps a little bit now, but uh, still, that's uh, a big win for them and an eye opening win. And uh, that's a very good one for them. I hope that that helps up their profile within the state because I think they've been doing a lot of good things there and uh, for a while now. And they've just seemed to kind of get overlooked when it comes to seeding in the postseason. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach Josh Blow, the coach there, he's had a great run. They've been to state tournaments. They've been to deep runs in the state tournament. As you mentioned, they do kind of get overlooked, I think, on a statewide scale. But that will definitely get some attention. And Bill North Marion, one of those teams that's really been running yeah. roughshod through their schedule, uh, that's going to get some people to perk up about uh, Golden Tornado girls basketball yeah north marion's just uh one of those strong north central teams in double a and uh but uh, believe me now that kaiser gets this win no more under the radar they're going to be marked by a lot of folks watch out for these guys and, and uh, just to put things together here but cannon upshire is seven to one their only loss this season was a double figure home loss to north marion so that, that really kind of gives you an idea of how big of a win that was tonight for Kaiser and uh, again before we get too deep into uh, this program we've got you know wall-to-wall calls coming up uh, <laughs> starting here in a few minutes but 
Uh, if you want to give us a call, 855-78-HOOPS. That's 1-855-784-6677 is the number. Coach Marone and I, you, you and I were at a, a basketball tournament the past two nights, uh, the Wayne Holiday Tournament, girls basketball, which had Wayne, Riverside, Ravenswood, and your Tulsa Lady Rebels in it. Um, I thought that your team was in two good ball games. I thought they were very competitive games. Um, you guys fall in both, but I honestly felt you're talking maybe four good possessions over the course of two nights, and you know those two games could have gone differently. Yeah, it was a good tournament atmosphere, and uh, you know Wayne put on a good tournament and had some good teams. Uh, we competed hard both nights. We came up short uh, trying to <clears throat> figure out how to close out some games, and we've still got a long way to go. But uh, I thought it was a good tournament. And I tell you, Wayne, a team I know we, they get mentioned here at times, but in Double A, you know this Wayne girls teams I think is going to be one to reckon with because they've really got all the elements to to be a good team come tournament time because they've got depth, they've got size, they're very strong. They really handled Riverside pretty pretty easily last night, and uh, I really think that's a team that can do some damage in those holiday tournaments. And we've got correspondents all over the Eastern Seaboard. We're going to tell folks because <laughs> it's from Florida all the way up. Uh, to parts uh, up north. But uh, uh, I tell you, these tournaments, sometimes you don't know what you're getting into. Some of these teams are going down south, and you really don't know. We played in one in Tennessee last year, and you really don't know. You kind of send them a profile of your team. They try and bracket you appropriately. And it can be uh, an interesting thing to see who you're playing. But I tell you what, uh, there's been a lot of great competition for these teams, and I think that will do nothing but help them later in the year. And, Bill, any time that you can kind of get outside of your region a little bit and just get exposed to the way other teams play, yes, it's basketball, but there are a dozen ways or more <laughs> to play basketball effectively. And, um, you know, just for example, I, I watched, you know, the last two nights, I watched Wayne not be able to throw the ball in the ocean against Ravenswood. And then uh, for about four minutes couldn't do so against uh, Riverside either and then ended up making 11 out of 23 three-point attempts basically 11 out of about 17 the last three and a half quarters I love the idea of a tournament atmosphere Ryan and tournament atmosphere it pushes you a little bit get you get your uh, I guess get your adrenaline going because a month and a half from now a little over than that, we're going to be starting both season, believe it or not, in West Virginia. Get that tournament mentality in your head. Get used to it. I mean, yeah, we're going to go back to regular season playing. It's a little bit different uh, mood. But uh, you get that tournament mentality in there. Get used to it because it's going to be back and it's going to be right in your head again as a player, as a coach, sooner than you think. Again, we've got a packed show tonight as we expect in our next segment to uh, maybe have as many as two or three coaches on as we just <laughs> jump right into the fray of things and we'll do all of that and have much more as basketball Friday night in West Virginia rolls on this is break one here on the fast break sports network basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the fast break sports network For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long 
with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, and you can watch us, too, on Network West Virginia. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's calling in, sending texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us online. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call us toll-free, 1-855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924. Send your scores in by text, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. And a shout-out to our newest follower tonight, Jordan Miller. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It is 9-17 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, happy to have you along as we hit our second segment of the night here on Episode 4 of Season 5 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the final one for 2017. Of course, we'll be back next week with the first show of 2018. Uh, hard to believe that that's already happening. But, um, um, you know, just still, it, it's incredible how in the blink of an eye things just continue to um, just roll right along. We'll talk with uh, Dylan Godet here in just a couple of moments. Um, but um, Bill, I know that you get to see Spring Valley up close uh, on a fairly regular basis with the Timberwolves, and um, just your thoughts on the uh, young season is that, from a boys' standpoint, they're getting some of their players who played on the football AAA state runner-up squad kind of getting back into basketball shape. Yes, football and basketball shape are completely different. They are. Um, and then on the girls' side, uh, coming back up from Tennessee – where they had some success in a tournament down there and um, had some success in Buchanan over the weekend, or not over the weekend, but over the past couple of days, uh, going one and one, uh, falling tonight to a very good Buchanan Upshur team. Start off on the girls' side, though, with uh, what Bo Miller's been doing. Uh, he really wanted to get his young ladies on the road this year and uh, get them battle-tested. Uh, they haven't had a home game yet. They will not have a home game until next Wednesday night against Huntington High. Uh, so they have been in Tennessee. They've been up in Buchanan, Upshur. They've uh, uh, played other road games and have been uh, battle tested. And uh, you know the uh, the results have been mixed. But I know that uh, 
Coach Miller feels that they will be uh, much stronger uh, when they come to the end of the season. But uh, this is a team that uh, has a, a kind of a mix. It's not a veteran team. It's kind of you, you do have uh, uh, a little bit of a, a veteran uh, uh, flair on the top, but the, but then you got a lot of sophomores playing on the on the boys' side. Corey Maynard's team uh, they're two and three, and uh, they're not playing tonight. They uh, will be taking on the Big Reds of Parkersburg at home next. Thursday, that'll be their next game, and um, really, to be honest with you, uh, only a couple of guys from the football team are playing basketball this year. Uh, a, a doggone good one, though, and uh, Derek Johnson, of course, who was the quarterback for the Timberwolves. And, and you're right; he, he's an example of a guy that's still trying to get his basketball legs because you can see a couple of times the other night uh, they played Parkersburg South, lost that game at home, and. Uh, he doesn't have his shooting legs yet, uh, and, and there, there is a difference. He just really doesn't have the, the touch. But uh, basically, uh, he's just one of two guys from the football team. And see, that that's a little different because in the past, they've had four, five, six kids that played both sports. That's not the way it is this year. And he was a little banged up toward the end of the football season, so he's mm-hmm. actually playing through healing which is tricky. I right. mean, it really is. But, but Spring Valley actually has a pretty young team. Most of the guys playing on that team and starting right now are sophomores and juniors. So that's uh, definitely a, a good sign for the future. But, hey, I'll tell you what. I know how, the, I know how things are in the northern end of Wayne County. The future is right now. <laughs> future is how you did last time <laughs> That's out. right. That's and, right. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. And uh, speaking of what have you done for me lately, let's go to Dylan Godet because today – the Buchanan Upshur girls beat the Spring Valley girls in the Buchanan Upshur Holiday Tournament, the Christmas Classic, the Buccaneer Christmas Classic Championship game. 66-54 was the final of that one. Dylan joins us now. Dylan, two nights, two wins, and a tournament championship for the Buccaneers. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on here again. And it was a great tournament. Uh, teams from all across the state had Wheeling Park in uh, from the Northern Panhandle, Spring Mills from the Eastern Panhandle, and Spring Valley down there in Wayne County, like you mentioned. Um, yesterday, Lady Bucks were able to pick up a big win, um, 20, I believe it was 27-point win over Wheeling Park. And Wheeling Park came into that game uh, defeating a couple big-time opponent, uh, big-time teams in AAA, uh, defeating the Morgantowns and, and the universities. And Buchanan was able to come out with a decisive victory there in that one, led again by Hannah McClung and Lauren Bennett. Those two scores for Buchanan really really carried the torch and tonight spring valley came in making shots um early making some three-pointers early really stuck around the whole game with this buchanan upshur team um really one of the better shooting teams buchanan has faced all season long high shooting uh percentage from the three-point line tonight for spring valley uh but buchanan's defense and offense towards the end pushed them ahead again led by hannah mcclung and lauren bennett but another face uh, stepping up these last two games, actually made the all-tournament team. Audrey Godet c- came in and, and had 13 points, 13 rebounds tonight, uh, so added some post presence, which McKinn hasn't seen so far. So, great week for the Lady Bucks. Little sister getting a shout-out. Yeah, she is a junior there. <laughs> she, was in, she was injured last year, and um, for most of the season, uh, had some valuable minutes in the tournament. But, again, the last couple of games she stepped up, and I know I'm proud of her as her older brother. Hey, I'll say this. We've had Dylan on for two years. He doesn't just throw the little sister in there just because. <laughs> no. He, he, he waits till she earns it. So we appreciate that always as well. Hey, but Cannon Upshur, uh, this coming week, um, 
have, having a game with Grafton on the road. That game is on the 4th, so that would be on Thursday night of next week. As When the calendar flips, I can't recall the days of the week just yet. you got to <laughs> give me a break on that. But So uh, kind of a light week as we head into the new year. Yeah, definitely. It's been a tough stretch for Buchanan early in this season, playing Parkersburg University twice uh, with Wheeling Park and, um, and Spring Valley the past two days. So, yeah, it's nice to have a break for the girls. Uh, they're going to take these next couple of days uh, break, uh, just a couple of shoot-arounds uh, during the next couple of days and get ready for graft. And then it's right back at it against a tough Morgantown team. Uh, so that's really the last couple of years, that's what Buchanan's done. They, they've really added quality opponents into their into their schedule. Ever since the first year they made the tournament, I know Coach Maxwell, um, everybody heard the talk that this team wasn't prepared and all that talk. So they went out and they found the toughest opponents they can find, um, especially when the Big Ten was such tough double-A opponents, found tough triple-A opponents. And it's really valuable for them, especially we saw that in the tournament last year. Facing those teams all season long, getting to tournament time, it, it gets easy for them. And again, another nice win tonight for Buchanan Upshur as the Buccaneers win the Buccaneer Christmas Classic with a 66-54 win over Spring Valley. Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. Always a pleasure, Dylan. Have a happy new year, buddy. Thank you. You guys as well. All right. And again, Dylan isn't just tossing compliments out there so uh yeah that's good though for for the good day family tonight yeah and he does a great job i tell you what one of the great correspondents we have contributing to the show we appreciate all of them and this is our last show of the of the calendar year and we want to give a big shout out to them you mentioned all the people behind the scenes ryan but there's a lot of unseen people out in the field so to speak that really make this show uh, go and we really appreciate all their participation as well well we're on camera and they're not yeah I don't know. If, I don't know if that's really. Uh, yeah, I don't we, know if that's a good thing or not. Right. Exactly. That's what, that's what I was getting at. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if we deserve the camera from from that standpoint. But. I, I do appreciate what Dylan had to say, though. You really have to appreciate what the the coaching staff, what the administration there at Buckhannon and Upshur is doing. Though they have a blueprint, they have a plan to get them to Charleston and to to go for a state championship by playing the best, not playing cupcakes and just building up a, a big resume with a big record and then not being ready when it's postseason time. They're going to be ready. But they scheduled to their caliber also. They yes. didn't overschedule no. while they were in the build process. And, and now later they, in the program, yes, Kyle Powers will be delving into that. What was actually the, the uh, poll question for this past week. So it fits right in with what you're saying. And, Ryan, I think you really have to walk a line there. I mean, yeah, you want to challenge yourself. You want to be tournament ready. But you also don't want to go completely over the top and, and not be able to compete. So it's going to be interesting what that poll question is. That's called a tease for those of you listening and watching at home. And uh, that will be uh, revealed in the last hour. But uh, – uh, they did uh, make a plan, and I tell you what, Bill, there's nothing to feed a fire more than being a runner-up. And, you know, Buck Up had a great run last year. Yeah. It didn't end the way they wanted, and they had a lot of girls back. They got a lot of talent. So, yeah, they're yeah. taking on all comers, and I think they know what it takes. Yeah, I think that uh, they definitely have got the plan in place, and they are a player. They are definitely a player. All right, right now we're going to step aside, take our second break. When we come back, we're going wall-to-wall calls. We'll start with Kelly Thomas. She is the head 
uh, girls basketball coach at Hannon High School. We'll talk with her. We'll get you another scoreboard update as we go to break number two. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, available to 1.3 million people along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. If you have someone remarkable on your team, maybe an athlete made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com and click on the standout athlete of the week tab fill out the nomination form and we'll take it from there we want you to nominate your team's athletes check it out at basketballnight.com basketball friday night in west virginia the mountain state's voice for everything high school basketball high school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling it is 9 30 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling rick marone and bill cornwell with you we'll get you a full marshall university sports journalism basketball night.com scoreboard in just a moment but first we want to go right back to the phone lines to kelly thomas she is the head coach of the hannon wildcats hannon falling tonight to wahama 67 27 was the final in that one but uh coach thomas with us on the program coach first off welcome to basketball friday night in west virginia thank you very much appreciate it hannon high school located in ashton west virginia up uh, in, in the southern part of Mason County, just past the Cabell County line. Uh, class uh, Enrollment of 196 as of uh, a couple of years ago when the last uh, the classifications were done for those who are not familiar with Hannon High School. Um, 
your ball club's 0-6, but we've talked about this in the past with other coaches as well. It's not just about wins and losses. It's about experiencing the game of basketball in a small community, in a small area. And Hannon is a rural area, too. You've, you've got a pretty wide drawing area for that school um, of a not densely populated area. Um, you're giving kids the opportunity to experience a wonderful basketball game, a game that we celebrate in basketball. And it's definitely not always simply about wins and losses. No, it's not. Um, you know, we try to teach them discipline. Uh, that's a big thing. Um, being very classy on the court as well as off the court. Um, a lot of my girls are National Honor Society members. Um, but, you know, we, we go out, we play hard, and we don't give up. And I can't ask any more of them than that to do their best. Coaches, Coach Marone, uh, appreciate you being on the program. Uh, and uh, just like Ryan said, I think uh, as you look at your squad this year, w- won't you tell us a little bit about your team this year, about how many returning players you've got? Do you have a veteran team or do you have some new new players you're trying to work into the system? What's the what's the outlook look like for the Lady Wildcats this year? Uh, we've, we've got five returning players. I've got two seniors, uh, two, three juniors, um, and a sophomore. Um, but the one junior has not played at varsity level and i've got three freshmen um and really we're trying to get everybody on the same page as far as uh what to expect and how to play the game um but you know as we progress in the season i think we'll we'll come together a little bit better and and do a lot better uh we we put points on the board every game tonight not so much but we i mean we put up 45 46 points in games i mean the ability is there it's just the lack of taking the the good shot, um, forcing the ball, things like that, things that a young, inexperienced players would do. Coach, uh, and I, from a coaching perspective, I can I can empathize with you. We're zero and seven right now, and kind of have a similar makeup of a squad. We've got some inexperience and a lot of young players, but. Uh, I, I was telling uh, Ryan prior to this segment that, uh, you know, I know uh, I personally, I know a lot of the coaches really respect uh, the work that you do and a lot of the coaches do because a lot of times, you know, you're going into situations where you, you're, you're maybe facing odds where you've got much larger schools, they've got more kids to draw from, and, and every year your kids compete hard and they do handle themselves in a, a great manner. So I think, like you said, it's the whole experience of, of high school sports, and I think that that's the right focus that all of us should have more of. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, it's not always about winning and losing. As long as you give 100% and do your best, I mean, I can't ask them any more of that from them. So if they, I mean, they'll tell me, well, I didn't do as well as I should have or I could have, you know, they know. Um, but if they look at you and tell me that they're doing everything that they can, they give 100%, then I can't expect any more from them. Hannon now at 0-7. But coming up after the new year, you've got a game uh, at Buffalo. And uh, it'll be a little bit of time, though, before uh, your girls return for a home game. Uh, well, we've got a we're, – we're not at home, I think. I don't have a schedule in front of me. Uh, I know we're on the road with the boys on Thursday – or on Wednesday at Buffalo. And our next home game, I think – hang on just a second here. I believe it's January the 12th. Is it the twelve? I can't see that, Sean. <laughs> I can't. I don't have my glasses on. Regardless, yeah, Ohio Valley Christian will uh, make the trip to Wildcat Way on uh, on the twelfth. 
of January. Okay. So still a, a couple of weeks. For, and I understand this as a coach. I mean, you, two weeks is an eternity away uh, in terms yes, of uh, having a home game. So you don't look that far ahead. Hey, Coach Kelly Thomas of the Hand and Wildcats, thanks so much for joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We wish you and your team and those girls the best of luck throughout the remainder of the season. All right. Thank you all very much. Appreciate it. All right. And we'll go back to the phones in a moment. We've got Bill Nestor, WPDX Radio. He had the Robert C. Bird Musselman Boys game. We'll also talk with Roger Kane, head coach of the Cameron Dragons girls team. We'll talk with them in just a moment. But first, it is time for another Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. It was a winning formula at 9. It's going to be a winning formula here at 9.30. Bill Cornwell, lead us off with the boys' scores. Well, let's get you going with the boys' scores. And first off, we uh, start with the Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament down at Greenbrier East. Big win tonight for the University Hawks. They uh, take on the Wayne Pioneers, and they beat the Pioneers 102-27. In the Cowan Spangler Memorial Holiday Tournament, it was... Uh, man in Lincoln County, we're still looking for a score on that one, so hopefully we'll have something on that uh, shortly. Doyle Kelly Classic down in Savannah, Georgia. Hilton Head, South Carolina loses to the Hurricane Redskins. 74-56, the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic in Wheeling. Madonna loses to Trinity, 72-45. Also, that Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament, the home team, the Greenbrier East Spartans. 65-62 winners over the Scott Skyhawks. Polar Bear Holiday Classic up in Fairmont. Fairmont Senior gets the big win over Spring Mills, 98-36. In the King of the Smoky Mountains Classic, uh, Chapmanville falls to Lebanon, Tennessee, 71-58. Little General Battle for the Armory. And First Love, Pennsylvania gets a win over the Bluefield Beavers, 76-68. In the Falcon Holiday Classic in Bradenton, Florida, Hedgesville. Uh, they're a winner over St. John Newman, Florida, 59-25. In the Coach Skip Fowler Tournament, Millbrook, Virginia, falls to the Martinsburg Bulldogs, 87-46. The Summersville Convention and Visitors Bureau Classic. It was the uh, Charleston Catholic uh, Irish losing to Nicholas County, 51-39. Final, uh, Parkersburg South gets another win. They beat Cabell Midland, 76-58. Also tonight, Jefferson. They are a winner, actually leading after three quarters in the Jefferson Holiday Classic, 48-32. Final, John Marshall falls to Union Local of Ohio, 61-51. Polka Dots fall to Mingo Central tonight, 66-46. In overtime, final, Robert C. Byrd loses to Musselman, 76-73. It's a battle of the Irish tonight. Clarksburg, Notre Dame beats Huntington St. Joe, 85-62. Game played at Alderson Broadus, Philip Barber's Colts beat Logan, 59-49. It was Wyoming East, a 85-49 winner over Pikeview. Parkersburg Catholic loses to Ravenswood, 71-54. Tuck Valley falls to Westside, 82-79 in the Brook Holiday Tournament. Brook Bruins fall to Marysville, Ohio by a score of 65-47. Sissonville went over Lincoln tonight, 74-61 in the Ram Snowball Classic. Westinghouse, PA, uh, BD Tardy, 73-49. Into the third quarter, a little gentle battle for the Armory. Virginia Episcopal, 58-38 lead over Woodrow Wilson. And then the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic, 
into the third quarter. Wheeling Central 44, Cameron 31. And let's take a look at the girls' side. Uh, first, as we mentioned, the Cameron Lady Dragons, a big win 42-41 over Tipton Rosemark out of Tennessee down in the Sunshine Classic down in Daytona Beach. Cassia Hall Prep knocks off Trinity 48-34. That game part of the KSA Holiday Tournament in Orlando, Florida. Albert Gallatin, Pennsylvania 58, Preston 54. The Lincoln County Lady Panthers 72-58 to winners over Lewis County in that holiday tournament in Lincoln County. The Golden Knights of Mount View 42-21 winners over Riverview or excuse me, Liberty Raleigh in the Meadow Bridge Classic. Also tonight, Cabell Midland, the Lady Knights with a big win, 48-46 over Ashley Ridge in the Carolina Invitational. Martinsburg in the Jerry Bradley Girls Division, 56-30 winners over Riverview. The Wyoming East Warriors, 55. Hanover, New Hampshire, 17. Wyoming East will advance to the finals of the Carolina Invitational tomorrow afternoon. Charleston Catholic falls to Madonna in the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic. 43-29, the Blue Dons with the win. Meadow Bridge, 49-37, winners over Valley Fayette. Wheeling Park, the Lady Patriots, 49-28 over Spring Mills. That was a consolation game of the Buccaneer Girls Classic. GW knocks off the John Marshall Monarchs, 85-40. In the St. Albans Holiday Classic, that is a traditional classic. The matchups are already set in that one. They'll play Morgantown tomorrow. Also tonight, North Marion falls to Kaiser. The Golden Tornado, Josh Blow, get a big win, 61-55 over North Marion. Also tonight, Gilmore County falls to Nicholas County in the Summersville Convention Tournament. 53-22 of the Grizzlies get the win. The Buckhannon Upshur Lady Buccaneers win their own Holiday Classic, 66-54 over Spring Valley. And Hannon, we talked to Coach Thomas a bit ago, they fall to Wahama tonight. Wahama gets the 67-27 win over the Lady Wildcats. Also tonight, Sissonville, a big win over Lincoln, 73-35 over the Cougars. Wheeling Central in the Undo's Classic. The Wheeling Central girls, 67-39 winners over Bishop Rosecrans. Northern Bedford, 51-31 winner over Be- uh, Berkeley Springs. That's part of the Hancock Classic Mixer. Also tonight, the Vikings, the Lady Vikings of Ripley, win their holiday tournament, 54-22 over Polka. And Westside gets a 68-60 win over Pikeview. That's your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. And also a game that I know many folks throughout the Mountain State have uh, been keeping an eye on. West Virginia breaks that little top ten curse. They win as a top ten team. Yeah. Uh, beating Oklahoma State on the road tonight, 85-79 the win. The Mountaineers get the win in Stillwater. Let's go back to the phone lines. You know who has the most wins in class single A in girls basketball at this point this year? It's a tie between two schools. I think you're getting ready to tell us. One of them is Wheeling <laughs> Central, 9-1. and one. The other is Cameron. The Dragons are also 9-1. and one. They're in Daytona Beach, Florida right now. Roger Kane is their head coach. He joins us now on the program and Coach Kane, first off, very nice win tonight over Tipton Rosemark Academy out of Millington, Tennessee. A one-point win over the Rebels in Daytona Beach. I'm sure that was a uh, fantastic game in the Sunshine Classic. Yes, it was. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be on here tonight. Um, yeah, we started the fourth quarter today um, down eight points, um, but our girls fought back hard. Um, we had a big shot from um, one of our, our seniors um, with about seven seconds left of three to put us up one, and that uh, that finished it for us. 
And your team off to a great start. Your only loss was to Atlantic High School from Florida. And that was yesterday, a 16-point loss. And again, when you go to Daytona Beach or you go to these tournaments, you don't always know what's going to be on the other bench. And uh, so obviously still a fantastic start for your ball club. And uh, just tell me about how you've gotten to this 9-1 and start. Um, well, our ladies have been working hard. Uh, we were we made it last year, make it to a regional final. Um, and our girls are just, we basically have about everybody back, and they're really hungry to get back to at least that point this year, and we're looking to get further. So um, they really worked really hard over the past year, and uh, we're looking to try to do a little bit better this year. And tomorrow you'll be back in action in Daytona Beach against Brubaker High School. That is out of Alabama. And uh, Brewberry, uh, Brubaker <laughs> Technology Magnet High School is the uh, complete name of that school. They are located in Montgomery. They are the Rams. And uh, you'll take them on tomorrow. What do you know about Brubaker? Uh, we know they're a pretty tough team. Um, <laughs> they played the Tipton Rosemark team that we played today. Uh, they lost by two points earlier in this tournament. Um, so we know we're going to have a battle ahead of us again tomorrow. Um, but uh, our girls are really up to the challenge. Uh, we're, we've had a lot of fun in this tournament. Like you said, you don't really know who's across from you. Um, and in, getting in this tournament, we, we've, we're meeting a lot bigger schools than us. Um, with us only having about 200 students, like we lost Atlantic yesterday that has around 1,200 students. Um, Brew Baker tomorrow is a little bit over 800 students. Um, so our girls are up to the challenge, and that's why, that's why we came down here the to see if we could uh, have a little bit of a challenge here, too, as well. Coaches, we're getting a little bit of snow here in the Longley, Ohio Valley and in the state tonight. You guys are down there enjoying some Florida weather. And uh, talk about the, the job of, of a coaching staff and maybe your chaperones keeping your girls centered and focused to play basketball down there because so many times if you don't do that, uh, you know, you can go down there and uh, just think it's a trip to the beach and, uh, and lose focus. Yeah, it, it can be difficult, um, but we do have a good group of parents, and I can't be any more grateful than the coaching staff that I have. Um, and so, I mean, we just we have a schedule in place every day. We don't we haven't changed anything different than what we would normally do on a game day back home. Um, so we have we have our regular room checks. We still have our team meetings. We still have all of our meals together. Um, so it's not like it's any different than what it would be at home. So we're still keeping them, letting them have fun. But at the same time, we're still here. We're here to play basketball, and they understand that. Cameron Lady Dragons, 9-1, and one, and in the Daytona Beach Sun, Sunshine Classic, and playing tomorrow against Brubaker, Alabama. Uh, Coach, your girls representing West Virginia well, and uh, we certainly wish you the best of luck, and we hope to be able to catch up with you again a little bit later on in the season. Your girls are off to a great start. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it was an honor you having me tonight. All right. Once again, we, and we thank you as well as Roger Kane, head coach of the Cameron Lady Dragons. We've got to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Angie Bonzini and Emily Saunders of Wyoming East High School, uh, the Warriors out of state right now, and and, and faring pretty well. And we'll also uh, talk with Bill Nestor, Eric Little. Uh, they're also in queue. We've got a packed show. This is break three of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Join us online, vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week, it was 50-50, a toss-up. 50% of you said yes, 50% of you said no. Last week's question was, should West Virginia institute a running clock in the fourth quarter of a 25-point game when there's a JV game? So it was 50-50 last week. This week's question, if you were a coach... How would you set up your team schedule? Would you try to match your team's ability level or make it the most challenging schedule feasible? That's the poll question tonight. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 1145 tonight to vote. We'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Basketball Friday Night. West Virginia's basketball voice. Many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, and uh, you can click on our affiliate page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com, click to watch. Facebook Live, go to RSN Sports' Facebook page, and we're there. We're on Periscope on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup. We're on Suddenlink Network West Virginia statewide. And in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 949 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell with you from our studios inside the communications building at Marshall University at the School of Journalism and Mass Communications. Um, here at our flagship station, WMUL-FM, the student radio station, the student radio voice of Marshall University. Happy to have you along here tonight as we go through a, a, a packed schedule with teams that are spread across the country, basically, basically up and down the East Coast for the most part, mm-hmm. playing uh, basketball tonight in uh, many holiday tournaments. Uh, folks able to get out and not necessarily have to be right, uh, you know, right at home here in this week between Christmas and New Year's. We hope you all had a Merry Christmas as well. And we're getting ready for the New Year. Um, excited for uh, another start in that, uh, you know, when we come back next week for Basketball Friday Night. But you know who's – I won't say they're not looking forward to the New Year because, you know, things are going well right now. But uh, someone who's, you know, had a very successful beginning to 2017 uh, portion of the 2017-2018 season – and it's not unexpected. The Warriors of Rivers of uh, Wyoming East, their girls' basketball team, two years ago, winning the AA state championship. Last season, hit by perhaps the most unfortunate rash of injuries that I can recall. I mean, it was just incredible uh, what they went through and just had a lot of, of bad fortune along the way. Uh, yesterday, they picked up a win over Westwood out of South Carolina. 
56-55 was the final in that one in the Carolina Invitational. Westwood, South Carolina, considered a top 100 program in the nation. Big win for Wyoming East. And joining us now on the program is head coach Annie ba- Angie Bonzini and player Emily Saunders of the Wyoming East Warriors. And they are so kind to join us while still on their trip. And uh, first off, uh, Coach Bonzini, a, a nice win today over Hanover, New Hampshire. And uh, your team now 6-0. Yes, we've been blessed to have a really good start to our season this year. And staying healthy as well. Uh, definitely something that I know that a lot of people somewhat can take for granted, but after what you went through a year ago, I know your team takes nothing for granted. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's great to see these kids that were unfortunately in the sideline last year to be back on the court with us this year. Emily Saunders also with us. She is the 6'5 center, drawing a lot of Division One interest from high major programs. And uh, Emily, uh, I know that that can be a distraction at some points in the course of a, of a high school player's career. How have you balanced the recruitment and focusing on helping your team be as successful as it can be this year? I mean, uh, it's been tough, but coming into basketball season, I only have one goal on my mind, and uh, that's the Wednesday state championship. Tell us about that game against Westwood, South Carolina yesterday. A one-point win, excellent ball game in the Carolina Invitational, a team that has some pedigree nationally, as I mentioned, a uh, team that was ranked in the top 100 nationally, and, and your girls from little Wyoming County, West Virginia, from uh, – the areas of uh, you know Pineville and Mullins go and, and get the win um, over over that ball club. Tell me how that felt. I mean, we know the state knows about us, but we want like our name to be known across the country, really. And I think being that team really helped us get our name out there. Yeah, Westwood High School, uh, a school that again um, a big win for Wyoming East yesterday and then another big one over Hanover, New Hampshire, 55-17 today. And, and Coach Bonzini, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that concludes your trip to Carolina? No, we have another game here tomorrow, the championship game of our division against uh, Goose Creek High School. All right, so Wyoming East and Goose Creek. We're talking with Roger Kane of Cameron, their team down in Daytona Beach, about how you don't always know exactly what you're going up against uh, when you get in these types of environments. Obviously, your team is handling this well, but how is it to take your team into uh, somewhat uncharted territory? You know, I think it's been a great experience for you know the whole team. Uh, we played a great team last night. They had a really good guard. Uh, and, you know, we faced a challenge next, uh, tomorrow because they were the 5A state champs from South Carolina last year. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, there will be a challenge for us again tomorrow. Yeah, the Goose Creek Alligators tomorrow uh, and the Wyoming East uh, Lady Warriors. And, uh, Emily, uh, you've had the challenges throughout the course of uh, playing within the state of West Virginia, winning a state championship two years ago. Uh, we talked about the rash of injuries that hit your team, including Gabby Lepardis, uh uh, last year and just having everyone back this year and being able to play together as a group again I'm sure that that's just it's nice in its own right yeah it really is I mean last year was really tough but it's I love being able to play with all these girls again uh the chemistry hasn't changed I think it's gotten better and that's what's really helped us 
And uh, the Wyoming East Lady Warriors off to a 6-0 start again playing Goose Creek. The Goose Creek Alligators from South Carolina, the defending 5A state champions tomorrow in the championship game of the Carolina Invitational. And then they return back to West Virginia next week, uh, next Thursday, take on Bluefield. So uh, right back into the uh, course of the season. Hey, Coach Bonzini and Emily Saunders of Wyoming East, thanks so much for taking time out to join us. We know you're on the road and uh, getting ready for a game tomorrow, so we'll let you uh, get back to uh, your preparations for that. And, again, congratulations on a, an excellent start to this season. Thanks, really appreciate you having us on. Tell you what, Coach Bonzini is not, uh, she and her program are not backing away from anyone. After they get back from this trip to uh, uh, down to Carolina, they have a home game with Bluefield next week. And then they have uh, some interesting games down the stretch. They have two games scheduled with St. Joe. Uh, Obviously, the uh, single-A power, they've got a – triple-A game coming up on the 13th of January against Parkersburg in Parkersburg, and they play Huntington down at the Charleston Civic Center early in February. They take the show on the road. They do. Yeah, they don't dodge anybody. And uh, talking to Coach Bonzini a couple years ago, uh, she was willing. She wanted to up her schedule. She's definitely done that. They're playing national-ranked teams, and she knows that that will prepare them for the tournament. And not only are they competing, they're excelling. And I tell you, when they get back into West Virginia, you better watch out watch because out. they're going to be hard to handle. They've got a lot of depth. They've got some young players that are almost – uh, just as talented as the ones they got and, back, they're dangerous. And they look like that they're the kind of team that can compete any class and can compete very well, triple A, single A, or double A. That team a year ago, even after all the injuries, was good enough yeah. if it could have caught a break <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to to be a threat in no. Charleston. They didn't get there. No, and it's uh, called depth. <laughs> so now, so depth. now, so now you add Gabby Lapardis and Kara Sandy back to that group. And it's like. It's almost like getting new players. And they've got Sky Davidson, one of the best freshmen in the state, and uh, and they've got a chip on their shoulder. That's that's a dangerous <laughs> combination. That's a that's a fun team, and uh, definitely uh, always uh, makes us proud when schools from West Virginia are able to go out of state and be successful. And uh, they definitely represent the caliber of play within the state very well. We're already an hour in. Fastest three hours in radio. We've got two to go. We'll talk with Matt Atkins, head coach of the Cabell Midland Girls, in a moment. We'll also talk with Bill Nestor, WPDX Radio, Robert C. Bird Musselman, and Eric Little. That's all about Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including our newest affiliate tonight, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX in Wheeling. 1370 AM, WVOY, Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg. 7.40 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 9.50 AM. 101.9 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVLW in Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. 
The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmond in Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. If you want to watch our high-definition video, it's available on Network West Virginia. You can also watch it online, Facebook Live, RSN Sports Facebook page, and through Periscope. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Hour two of the program, Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and the head coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, Rick Marone, with us here in studio. We are the crew that brings you basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Joe Linville also um, joins us when he can. We're giving Joe the week off. <laughs> Joe makes quite the trek, the trek in here, so we appreciate, we greatly appreciate what Joe does for this program and uh, certainly hope he has a happy new year coming up uh, this weekend as as well as for all of you as well um yeah last week it felt like we were just like hitting the accelerator like the entire like last two and a half hours of the show (laughs) and i feel like we're getting ready to punch the gas again because uh we've got a lot to get to and even in two hours i'm not sure that we're going to make it through everything so let's just get going (laughs) right now it's time for another check of the marshall university sports journalism basketballnight.com scoreboard Let's start with the girls' scores this time. And Coach Marone, once again, will let you do the honors. Looking for scores? Look no more. It's the Marshall University Sports Journalism and BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. First uh, first up on the docket is the Cameron Lady Dragons. We talked with Coach Kane earlier. They got a big win in the Sunshine Classic, 42-41 over Tipton Rosemark. Trinity falls to Cassia Hill Prep, 48-34 in that game at the KSA Holiday Tournament in Orlando. Albert Gallatin, Pennsylvania, 58. Preston High School, 54. Lincoln County wins their Holiday Classic, 72-58 over Lewis County. The Golden Knights of Mount View, 42-21 winners over Liberty Raleigh in the Meadow Bridge Wildcat Classic. Also tonight, Cabell Midland Knights, 48-46 winners over Ashley Ridge, South Carolina. That's part of the Carolina Invitational, the Dolphin Division in that one. Martinsburg, 56-30 winners over Riverview, part of the Jerry Bradley girls division in the Holiday Classic. Hanover, New Hampshire fell to the Lady Warriors of Wyoming East 55-17. Carolina Invitational, that puts Wyoming East into the finals tomorrow against the Goose Creek Alligators, the nickname of the night. I have to give them my vote on that one. That'll be for the championship at 2.30 tomorrow. The Blue Dons of Madonna knock off Charleston Catholic 43-29, part of the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic. 
Wheeling Park Lady Patriots 49-28 winners over Spring Mills in the Buccaneer consolation game in the Holiday Classic there in Buchanan. GW's Lady Patriots 85-40 winners over John Marshall in the St. Albans Classic. North Marion falls tonight. The Kaiser Lady Tornadoes 61-55 winners at home over the Huskies. 53-22 was the final. Nicholas County knocks off Gilmer County in the Summersville Convention Tournament. Spring Valley travels to Buchanan. They fall short in the Buccaneer Holiday Classic 66-54. The Lady Buccaneers get the win over the Lady Timberwolves. Wahama, the White Falcons 67-27 winners over Hannon. Sissonville 73, Lincoln 35, Wheeling Central in the Undoos Classic 67-39 winners over Bishop Rhodescrans, Northern Bedford 51-31 winners over Berkeley Springs, part of the Hancock Classic Mixer in that one. Ripley wins their Holiday Classic 54-22 over Polka, and the Renegades of Westside 68 Pikeview 60. Let's look at your girls' score, Bill. Let's look at the boys' scores. A lot of tournament action for the guys. We start off with the Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament down at Greenbrier East. Uh, first off, University. A big old outing for the Wayne Pioneers tonight. They lose by 75 to University, 102-27. to The Cowan Spangler Memorial Holiday Tournament. Uh, Man Hillbillies lose to Lincoln County's Panthers, 72-50. to Doyle Kelly Classic down at Savannah Christian in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Nice win for Hurricane Redskins beat Hilton Head South Carolina High School 74-56. Sundos Main Street Holiday Classic at Wheeling Jesuit. Uh, Trinity winner over uh, Madonna, the Blue Dawn, 72-45. Trinity gets that win. Greenbrier East in that Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament, the host of that tournament. The Spartans beat the Scott Skyhawks 65-62. Fairmont Seniors Polar Bear Holiday Classic, the hometown team, the Polar Bears of Fairmont Senior beat Spring Mills 98-36. In the King of the Smoky Mountains Classic, a win for Lebanon, Tennessee over the Chapmanville Tigers, 71-58. In the Meadowbridge Wildcat Classic in Consolation Round Play, James Monroe beats Mercer Christian 67-38. Little general battle for the Armory. Uh, Bluefield tonight loses to First Love, Pennsylvania, 76-68. In the Falcon Holiday Classic down in Bradenton, Florida, it was St. John Newman of Florida losing to the Hedgesville Eagles, 59-25. Coach Kip Fowler Memorial Tournament in Martinsburg, and it was... uh, Martinsburg big winner over Millbrook, Virginia, 87-46. The Cowan Spangler Memorial Holiday Tournament. Charleston Catholic loses to Nicholas County, 51-39. Uh, Parkersburg South improves to 5-1. The Patriots beat Cabell Midland, 76-58. It was 100, losing to West Green, Pennsylvania, 62-49. End of the third quarter of the Jefferson Holiday Classic. Jefferson leading James Wood, Virginia, 48-32. Final John Marshall falls to Union Local of Ohio, 61-51. Midland Trail loses to Webster County tonight, 88-63. The Mingo Central Miners, 20-point win over Polka, 66-46 in overtime. Musselman beats Robert C. Bird, 76-73. Battle of the Irish tonight in Class Single A. Clarksburg, Notre Dame beats Huntington St. Joe, 85 to 62. Game played at Alderson Broadus tonight. The Logan Wildcats fall to Philip Barber's Colts, 59-49. Wilding East, 85-49. Went over for Pike. View Parkersburg Catholic falls to Ravenswood, 71-54. 
Uh, Tulsa Rebels going to win tonight over the Rose Hill Christian team, 79-53. Tug Valley falls to West Side, 82-79. Marysville, Ohio, winner over Brook, uh, 65-47 in the Brook Holiday Tournament. Sissonville beat Lincoln, 74-61. In the championship of that Metal Bridge Wildcat Classic, Meadow Bridge loses to Pocahontas County, 70-58. It was Westinghouse PA beating East Hardy, 73-49. That was in the Ram Snowball Classic, Little General Battle for the Armory, Virginia Episcopal, 77-60 winner over Woodrow Wilson. And those Main Street Holiday Classic in Wheeling, Wheeling Central, 60 Cameron, 46. Again, if you want those scores, go to basketballnight.com. Check us out on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Um, I found another good one for you here, Coach Marone. A <laughs> couple of things. One, when Cavill Midland plays an athletic event, it's very rare that it is the smaller of the two schools in that game. But today, in the third place game of the Carolina Invitational, um, that was exactly what Cabell Midland found itself in against Ashley Ridge of South Carolina in the Dolphin Division uh, of that tournament. Cabell Midland picking up the 48-46 win. The Knights now 7-2 and two as they beat the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes <laughs> tonight. That uh, was the final in that one. Joining us now on the program is the head coach of the Knights, Matt Atkins. And Coach... A nice win for your ball club today in a, a tight contest and uh, a good showing for your ball club uh, taking the show on the road. You know, it really was. Um, yesterday, you know, we played Lake Mary, who I do believe were the state champs in Florida last year in 9A. You know, in West Virginia, we got 3A, so, you know, it's kind of <laughs> hard to imagine 9A. But, um, you know, they um, they played well, the girls we had a first half, you know, we were tied after three games, but they came out and, you know, we played, played hard. You know, it was a good win for us. It was a good, you know, we had two wins in this tournament, so it was a good tournament for us. And Ashley Ridge, a school of 2,400 students, and uh, like I said, it's not very often that Cabell Midland takes the floor as the largest school in West Virginia or takes in the field in any event as a smaller school. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that, that was the case today. But you also had wins over or had a win over D.W. Daniel out of South Carolina, 66-44 in this tournament. Uh, fell by five to Lake Mary, Florida, as you mentioned. So uh, from, from your standpoint, uh, I, you know, this is a successful trip. Not just uh, to go out and, you know, in, I know it's been a little cold, even seasonably cold for that area as well uh, in the Carolina Invitational, but to also <laughs> – be successful oh yeah great trip for us um you know the girls played they played very well you know we couldn't be you know we couldn't be more proud of them you know i heard a coach earlier today talking about giving 100 percent, and that's what we want from our girls you know and they gave us everything they had today was they were tired today but you know they found a way to you know get it done and that's what we were proud of Matt, uh, Bill Cornwell here. Obviously, this is a great exposure for your ladies because uh, uh, you're seeing some teams with some athletes. You got some, some maybe some uh, some different approaches to the game. Uh, it's got to be a great experience for your young ladies. Oh, it was, Bill. I mean, you know, the competition down here it, it's hard to simulate. You know, you don't find it very often. Um, you know, there's some teams in the state, Buckhannon, Upshur, um, Parkersburg. 
Spring Valley. You know, they're good. They're good teams. You know, and then we come down here too, and we it just it's it's off the chart how good these teams were down here. And Cabell Midland will be and, back in action here in, in just a, a few days. You get a week now when you come home, uh, and, and then a week until uh, you, you go to South Charleston one week from tonight. And uh, yes. you'll be into a into the rugged MSAC play uh, shortly thereafter. I know South Charleston not what it has been in, in previous years, but uh, nonetheless still uh, getting back to the, the familiar teams. Uh, I know that that can be uh, its own challenge. It really can. You know, an MSAC is tough to play in night in, night out. It, it, on any given night, any team can beat any team. Um, you know, and Coach Green does a good job with his kids. So, you know, it's, it, it'll be tough, but you know, we'll be prepared. Coming down here helped us a lot. Well, Coach, we greatly appreciate you taking time out to talk with us, and we wish you and your ball club the best of luck. Hey, thanks for having me, and you guys have a good New Year. Thank you very much, you too. That's Matt Atkins, head coach of the Cavill Midland Knights. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Joe Schmeidel is the head coach of the University Hawks. University picking up a big win in the Jerry Bradley tournament today in Greenbrier County over Wayne. And uh, coach, your ball club uh, really couldn't ask for much more in terms of how your team is playing right now at six and zero. Yeah, uh, we've got off to a pretty good start. Um, you know, I still think we're trying to find our identity a little bit and work on some things defensively. You know, we need to. To get better at, and, you know, we've been working pretty hard in practice. The kids have been working hard, and they were starting off season. So, and we'll see. We'll, we'll find out a lot more about ourselves here in in, uh, in January. Our schedule's going to be pretty tough. Uh, your your ball club now in three of the last four games has broken the century mark. Um, just tell me how the uh, how is your team able to do this? Is this a situation where you press hard, or is it a situation where you just really play fast? Oh, it's a little bit of both, I think. You know, these these kids can play a very fast pace. All right. Unfortunately, we're going to have to let coach go there for at least a little bit here because uh, that phone line is not going to hold up uh, right at the moment and uh, we'll we'll work on that try to get him back uh, in just a minute you know what let's step aside here let's take a break when we come back we'll introduce you to our standout athlete of the week we'll try to get coach Schmeidel back we also want to say to Bill Nestor, so sorry we couldn't get you on tonight. Uh, he said he had to go. Uh, we, we appreciate him, though, and uh, we'll talk with him uh, in coming weeks. We've also got Eric Little, WVVV Radio, and uh, Bo Anderson, resident referees in queue, Brandon Gregory. It's, it's loaded up. We'll be back with more basketball Friday night in West Virginia after this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of BasketballNight.com. Every day we recap the day's scores just for you on all teams in West Virginia. We send followers a tweet at midnight with a link to the Daily Hoops Roundup. 
You can also visit basketballnight.com and click on Daily Hoops Roundup for all the day's scores. And we want you to become part of our score reporting crew during the week, too. Send us your team scores by Twitter, text, or email, and we'll make that part of our Daily Hoops Roundup. We want you to be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. On Twitter, follow us at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Email scores at basketballnight.com, scores at basketballnight.com. You can send a text with scores to 304-249-4924, 304-249-4924. Check it out at basketballnight.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup. Don't forget to join us tonight for this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. This week's question, if you were a coach, how would you set up your team's schedule? Would it be to match your team's ability level or the most challenging schedule feasible? Go to basketballnight.com, vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 11.45 tonight. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10-16 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell. Rick Marone is in studio with us tonight as well. Joining us now is our special correspondent, Luke Creasy. And Luke will introduce us to this week's standout athlete of the week. It is Cole Honaker of Shady Spring High School. Yeah, Cole Honaker, a three-year starter there for the Shady Spring Tigers, a, a natural-born shooter, uh, an athlete that wants the ball in his hands. He, he's comfortable from you know, underneath, underneath the basket and the perimeter and beyond the arc, really can, can shoot from just about anywhere and uh, shoots pretty well in the classroom too, averages 4.0 throughout his high school career as well as uh, all that while traveling with AAU ball all across the East Coast. And he's someone who has uh, really stepped up his production on the floor, uh, at least to this point in the season. Yeah, he averaged 11 points a game last year uh, there for the Tigers and stepped up his game coming into his senior year, uh, was active in the uh, Marshall shooting uh, camp here on, on Marshall University's campus. And in the first couple of games of this year, averaged 16 points a game. He got hit with a little bit of an injury bug there. He played, uh, got or went down late in the first quarter of the, the game against Bluefield, uh, but uh, a vocal leader on the bench there for the Tigers as well uh, in, in the win against Summers County. Fortunately, he did not play in that game, but he's able to uh, still be a part of that win uh, from the bench. And uh, with, with Cole and being our standout athlete of the week this week, uh, something we talked about with Dylan Godet from the Buccaneer Sports Network and Buchanan was about how you know, he, he has like a good relationship with his sisters, obviously, and uh, gets to work with their ball games in, a, in that form or fashion. Cole Honaker also uh, close with his family as well. Yeah, he was very complimentative of his family and the support that he's gotten you know, throughout his life and his basketball career. Started back when he was in the second grade, and he's, he's got a good relationship with his sister who also played uh, there at Shady Spring as a member of the Thousand Point Club there for the Lady Tigers and uh, an all-state caliber player there uh, for Shady Spring as well. And I was talking to him. I said, okay, so, so Cole, one-on-one with you and Lydia, his sister. And I was like, who wins? He goes, 
me every time. And, well, <laughs> and of course you're going to say that. But uh, a good sibling rivalry there. They really push each other, you know, to do well on and off the basketball court. My guess is Lydia would have a different answer, but let's right I would now. Say so too. <laughs> Luke Greasy introduces us now uh, with more on standout athlete of the week, senior from Shady Spring High School, Cole Honaker. Injuries to student-athletes usually make it difficult for them to return to full form once they're back in action. Cole Honaker was blindsided by adversity before the start of his senior season at Shady Springs High School, but his ability to fight through adversity while still providing strong leadership for his team is why Cole is this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Standout Athlete of the Week. The Shady Spring Tigers took part in a Marshall Basketball Summer Camp before the start of the 2017 academic year, Little did Cole anticipate that this was where adversity would strike first. It happened in an instant, but when Cole came down, he landed on the foot of another player. Yeah, when I went down with that ankle sprain, you know, it was it was awful. You know, couldn't go outside and shoot basketball like I normally do. Just sitting in the house is eating me alive. And so I tried to do some therapy, working my ankle, make it a little bit stronger so I could get back out there as quick as possible and uh, just continue to keep working. And... This was the first time he has experienced an injury that sidelined him. With hopes of getting back on the court at full strength, he went through various therapeutic exercises and was able to be in the starting lineup for the Tigers in their season opener. However, Cole was still not back to full health. As fate would have it, when Shady faced off against Bluefield two weeks ago, adversity took another swing. I went to the wall and I was like, you know, please don't let this be. And I, I hit the floor and I was like, yeah, I can feel it. I knew once it happened. I've struggled with this ankle since Marshall. And, you know, yeah, I played football this year. I injured it during football, too, so it's just it's, it's troubling. Sarah Stover says it was difficult to watch her son battle through the recurring injury after going down again. Having to be out and watching his teammates play, that's the first time Cole's actually had to sit out and watch, and it was hard. He struggled with it, and he worked really hard to get back on the floor. I mean, everybody's facing adversity in, in their life and uh, just trying to get through hard times and trying to you know get back to full strength and do what they do best and that's just been me with this ankle, you know. It's, it's the same old injury every time, and this is my third time doing it. And it's, I mean, it's rough, but I just I keep working. Though at times he's taken a seat on the bench because of the nagging injury, he still assumes the responsibility to be there for his team while he's healing. Cole, who expected to be a leader on the court during his senior year, has now taken a different role, providing leadership in ways where leading by example is not the best option. It wasn't too fun, but, you know, I was still there supporting my team. I wanted them to make sure, you know, I'm still there for them, even through the injuries. And, you know, that's the way it's going to be. If I go down in the end, I'm always going to be there. I'm not, you know, supporting my team. Jeffrey Honaker, who coached his son's summer league team and has been there every step of the way in Cole's recovery, says through it all, his son has recognized his value to the Tigers despite the struggles with his ankle. Cole knows that him and Logan Cook is the only two seniors on the team that they actually got to stand up and, and lead this team. Um, Cole and Logan's usually always trying to pick the other guys up and, and try to bring them up to, to their level of play. His father, Jeffrey, says that Cole has been eager to get back on the court after missing Shady's last game against Summers County. Cole returned to the court yesterday evening as the Tigers went up against the two-time defending Class AA state champs, Fairmont Senior. He does understand that, you know, this is it. There will be no more senior year as far as your high school career. So he's definitely not wanting to miss out on any of the action. He's still not at full health, 
but Cole Honaker doesn't show any signs of quitting in his efforts to come back again, just as the Shady Spring Tigers look to overcome some adversity of their own in trying to advance to the state tournament out of a difficult Region 3 that includes foes Oak Hill and Bluefield. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke, and we hope to be able to speak with Cole Honaker a little bit later on in the program. Let's go back to the phone lines to Joe Schmeidel, head coach of the University Hawks. We were talking with him earlier. The phone line was not being cooperative. We bring him back on the program with us now. And Coach, I think we've got a little bit better reception now. I hope so. That wasn't too good the last time there. All right, that sounds good. All right, so, uh, Coach, we, we were talking about your team being able to score over 100 points in three of the last four games, and now going into the Jerry Bradley Tournament Championship game tomorrow. Um, again, from a standpoint of what you're looking for from your team's level of play, I know that you haven't gotten into the really rugged portion of your schedule yet, but at the same time, you judge your level of play based upon yourself. Yeah, we do. I mean, we can still see a lot of things we need to improve on, um, you know, throughout the course of games. And, you know, defense is one of them. And we spend most of our time in practice on defense. A lot of people might think that, you know, that's crazy when you when you look at how many points we've been scoring. But, but we do. We probably spend 80% of the time, you know, of our time in practice on defense. And, you know, it's just one of those things that we try to perfect, and we, we still have a long ways to go. Uh, like I said, when we start playing some of these teams in, in uh, January and February, it's going to be be a much difficult task, you know, much harder than it has been. And Coach Schmidl, this is a, a situation that I know that I, it's tricky as a coach, and you would rather be on the side of it that you're on than the other side. But at the same point, uh, you, you've had some games where uh, the discrepancy of uh, you know the level of play has been pretty uh, significant. And how do you manage that with your team? How do you? I know you, you have to take care of your own team, but how do you, how do you manage that? Because that's a that can be a fine line, and you know some of those scores can raise eyebrows across the state. Well, you know one thing about our kids is if you've ever watched them play. The first word you'd probably use to describe my kids is unselfish. And, you know, they just play so good together. And a lot of these games, my starters have only played 14 minutes, 16 minutes, and that's it. And it's, it's, they're happy for the other kids that are coming off the bench to, to be able to go out there and, and get that playing time that they've, they've earned because they work hard every day in practice. You know, making each other better, and um, my starters understand that, and they want those other guys to be able to get time on the floor. And something else, a lot of you know, a lot of people probably don't know is we've been bitten by the entry bug big time <laughs> this year, and a lot of my starters are banged up. And um, you know, if we get a lead or something like that, they understand that it's probably better for them to sit if they don't have to play. You know, to prevent you know, re-injuring some things, and we just had a hard time. It just seems like it's been nickel and diamond assault all winter. My alma mater, Wayne High School, took one on the chin tonight from University Coach Joe Schmidl, and the Hawks will be in the Jerry Bradley Tournament Championship game tomorrow. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, wish you and your ball club the best of luck. We hope we'll, hopefully can catch up with you a little bit later on down the year as well. 
Sounds great. Hey, thanks again for having us on. All right. Again, that's Joe Schmittle, head coach of the University Hawks. And that's scary when, you, when he talks about the fact that they had some some injury bugs and they're winning by these lopsided margins. If they were so healthy, man, it would really be amazing what they may be putting on the board. And, and it is difficult to manage those types of games, yeah. too. So, uh, again, I know those raised eyebrows. Those raised eyebrows, you know, sometimes within this room. But at the same time, we understand that they're, you've got to, you know, when you're not there – yeah, it's hard to really. Sometimes it can't be helped unless you're going to pull the ball out and just hold the ball for the rest of the game. And you know, you you're got trying kids to teach your kids a certain you're, you're, way to you're, play. You're teaching your kids a way to play, and they're they're there, yeah, to win games, but also they want to play. Especially yeah. this time of the year, they need to run plays. Mm-hmm. They need to be in action, not playing four corners and just holding the ball out front. Our Iron Man of the night, Eric Little, WVVV Radio, Parkersburg South, picks up the win tonight over Cavill Midland. He joins us on the program after 53 minutes. Eric, first off, thanks for enduring us for so long. <laughs> That's all right. I was, I was enduring the rows more than anything else. Uh, yeah. all, these people, all these people are talking about being in places like South Carolina and Tennessee. And I'm, hearing, I'm, I'm hearing the Dolphin Division, and, and, and I'm like, why would they want to come home? It's 23. It's snowing, and the roads suck. I mean, stay, stay there if they'll let you. It's Don't 20, come home. It's 23 degrees, and it's the warmest it's been in about three days. Right. I mean, selling point right there. But, uh, uh, now, the, the, the Patriots, uh, the Parkersburg South Patriots, are not ice cold. They are red hot to start the season. They're 5-1. and one. They got a couple big wins this week against region teams. Uh, I got to meet Bill Cornwell this week, by the yes, way. Yes, you did. For the first one. Yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Uh, the Patriots went on the road. They, they looked sluggish on Wednesday against Spring Valley. Came away with an 11-point win. And they started sluggish again tonight. But South comes away with a 76-58 win against Cabell Midland. Again, they were led by Cole Blantz, who was having a stellar season. 28 points in about the quietest fashion you can imagine. Uh, really didn't come on until the second quarter. Picked up most of his 17 first-half points in the second quarter. And then 11 more in the second half. The Patriots uh, got the lead out to about 13, ran away with it in the third quarter, began to switch up some things on defense in the third quarter, and um, really picked up a big win against Cowan Midland. So, you know, two wins this week against regional foes, three wins in a row. You had Parkersburg last Friday. Those are three teams in the region. Those are the wins you want to get. Not that, um, I mean, they always say a win is a win is a win, but. That's not quite the case when you're trying to jockey for postseason position. And the way Cole Plants has been playing, Eric, the, uh, he's kind of like one of those engines that you, you go out there and you, you let it warm up for a little while, and and then it gets hot because he he started a little slow two nights ago, and you mentioned a little bit tonight. But man, second half he's been turning it on. I liken him tonight to a water faucet. It's almost like you know when the Patriots want offense, you just turn it on, and, and there it is. And I asked Mike Fallon about him in the postgame show. I said, what is it that he does to just come out of nowhere, seemingly? And he said he's not really a scorer. He does flash to the basket a lot. You saw that some on Wednesday against Spring Valley. I think he's at his best when he's cutting through defenders and getting to the basket and finding space and creating space where maybe there is none. But he's just, you know, and I'll, I'll use Coach Fallon's words, he's a scorer. He's not particularly a shooter. He's not particularly anything else. He's just a scorer. He knows how to create offense and make things happen. 
One thing also, Eric, uh, your, your club, uh, Coach Fallon's club, you got more than one guy that can certainly shoot. You got several guys that can can knock down outside shots, can get inside, can can scramble. Not a, a, a overly tall team, but really a good scrappy hustling team, especially inside. Well, they used a junior tonight off the bench uh, named Isaac Smith that we didn't see on Wednesday. We've seen him a couple times this year. Five points to finish up, but his contributions on the offensive and defensive glass uh, were just tremendous. He really came off the bench in the second quarter and provided a spark to a team that was kind of looking listless and uh, you know, without direction in a lot of times. And when he came off the floor, got a really nice ovation from the fans because they appreciated his effort. A lot of effort inside. And uh, if they can develop that and go with that, it will be one of the first uh, big inside threats the Patriots have had in a couple of years. As you said, if they got the shooters, they got the scores, they got ways to make points. Uh, but the um, the size inside, you're going to need that against some of the more formidable teams that you'll face. Parkersburg South Patriots get the win tonight over Cabell Midland, and the Patriots back in action in one week. Big game at Morgantown. Eric Little, WV. VV Radio. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks so much for hanging with us, Eric. You're welcome. And again, if anybody's out there driving Interstate 77 in the Wood County area, be safe. Go slow. Uh, Things are starting to get treacherous out there. All right, absolutely. And we echo that for anyone who's out there. And uh, It's cold enough that you can have black ice. You can have uh, situations where it can it can creep up on you. It can be a little bit more slick than what uh, than what it may appear to be. Yeah, and I tell you, you got to be really careful. Uh, not just in our area, but all across the region. It's a uh, it's a dangerous, really almost more dangerous than if you even had snow piling up. It's it's more dangerous with the black ice. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fit one more call in here before the break. We got our super fan of the show, Richard. He's a Wheeling Central fan. He joins us now on the program. And, Richard, it's a, it's a nice time to be a, a fan of the Maroon Knights, a, a couple of big victories uh, over the course of the past week. Yes, it is. But uh, just say, like, I'm just – actually, while I'm talking to you, I'm walking out in the snow to my car from <laughs> the McDonald's standing where they had the Undos tournament tonight. And it's just like uh, – I don't know. There's teams like Bishop Rose Clarence, the girls played uh, – Against Wheeling Central, this is Rose Kansas supposed to be not supposed to be. They're undefeated. Yeah, Wheeling Central just did a number on them. I'm just wondering. It's very discouraging in a way. I'm glad the Wheeling Central was so dominant, but it's just like the games are just aren't interesting. I mean, when you're beating teams 73 to 40, those games just aren't interesting. And I'm just wondering if uh, the Northern Panhead just has a bunch of weak sisters up here, I guess, compared to maybe other parts of the state, because Wheeling Central, I mean, there's no doubt they're a great team. They have been for years. But it's just like, uh, you know, seems like there should be some kind of competition. Now, tomorrow night, they're playing Trinity. I'm not even sure where Trinity is. I think that's a team in Ohio. Now, they might get them a tough time, so that might be an interesting game. But most of the time, it isn't. And that's where the problem comes in. I just don't want to see games that are 75 to 40. I really don't. Well, uh, sometimes it's you know, when you're a fan of basketball, uh, it's better to be on the side of the 75 than the 40. Uh, I think we've all been uh, down that road before. But uh, you mentioned uh, 
you know, uh, there was a, there was a close game just a, a, a couple of weeks back. Now this was an out state team, but with the uh, the Muskies of John Glenn, uh, that was a game where John Glenn was actually probably thought to be the better team. Willing Central went in there and got a win. Yeah, they did. They beat John Glenn. Okay, if that's the way you have to look at it. But just to me, I mean, yes, I'm a Wheeling Central fan, but I'd just like to see some competition. Uh, you know, it just that's why I was wondering if the teams in the southern part of the state are so much better than what we have here. Even though Wheeling Central's gone downstate and they've won a number of championships under Mel Stevens, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you could be that great, but still, as a fan, you want to see a, a close game. Uh, One that's uh, where your fingernails, you know, fighting that kind of stuff. Understand. Well, the Trinity Christian Warriors come from Morgantown area. They will be in the Undo's championship game against Wheeling Central tomorrow in a battle of unbeaten. So uh, that could be a good game as well. We thank Richard for calling. We'll have a side, take a break, come back. Get another check of our Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And we'll also talk with Brandon Gregory, WRSG in Middleburn. We have the Tyler Consolidated St. Mary's Boys game, David St. Peter of WRRR in St. Mary's will join us as well. And our resident referee, Bo Anderson, all in Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continue on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. How about a chance to graduate from college, not only with a diploma, but also prepared to thrive in an exciting growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage makes sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training, will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Follow us on Twitter, and we have a shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers tonight and this week, including Wesley Browning, Young Savage, Cole McCormick, Eric O'Rourke, George Thwaites, Chase, Kyle Wilhite, Aiden Stotts. Thanks for joining us here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia.
This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. You know, sometimes it feels like we're on a little bit of a runaway train here trying to run <laughs> through this program as we go through basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, happy to have you with us here tonight. This final Friday night in 2017, heading toward the New Year's and the weekend, and certainly looking forward to all of that. We're going to talk with Brandon Gregory, WRSG, and Middleburn about the Tyler Consolidated St. Mary's boys basketball game in a moment. We'll also have our resident referee, Bo Anderson, on in a moment as well. Craig Dutton, WRRR, had the St. Mary's Tyler Consolidated girls game. We'll talk with him as well a little bit later on, but first... It's time for another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Billy C., take it away. A lot of tournaments to talk about tonight. A lot of uh, activity from those tournaments. First off, uh, the Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament down in the uh, Fairley area at Greenbrier East uh, University. A big win over Wayne of 102-27. In the Cowan Spangler Memorial Holiday Tournament, Man Falls to Lincoln County. 72 to 50. In the Doyle Kelly Classic down at Savannah Christian in Savannah, Georgia. Nice win for Lance Sutherland and the Hurricane Redskins. They beat Hilton Heads South Carolina High School 74 56. Up at Wheeling Jazz with the Unbows Main Street Holiday Classic. Trinity, a winner over Madonna 72 to 45. Also in that Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament, the host Greenbrier East Spartans get the win over Scott, 65-62. Fairmont Seniors Polar Bear Holiday Classic and the host Fairmont Senior Polar Bears big win over AAA Spring Mills, 98-36. Tyler Consolidate gets the win tonight over St. Mary's, 73-58. King of the Smoky Mountains Classic and it was a uh, win tonight for Lebanon, Tennessee over Chapmanville, 71-58. Consolation in the Meadowbridge Wildcat Classic. James Monroe beats Mercer Christian, 67-38. In the little general battle for the Armory, Bluefield loses to First Love, Pennsylvania, 76-68. The Falcon Holiday Classic in Bradenton, Florida. Hedgesville, a big winner over St. John Newman, Florida, 59-25. Coach Kip Fowler Memorial Tournament up in Martinsburg. And it was the uh, host Bulldogs of Martinsburg big over Millbrook, Virginia, 87-46. The Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament again. Uh, it was a win for Doddridge County over Ritchie County, the host of that tournament, 44-42. Summersville Convention and Visitors Bureau Tournament. Host Nicholas County beats Charleston Catholic, 51-39. Uh, Parkersburg South, they are getting they get another big win tonight. They beat Cavill Midland by a score of 76 to 58. Uh, West Green, Pennsylvania, winner over 100, 61 to 49. Still an end of the third quarter score. Jefferson, a 48-32 lead over Jameswood, Virginia, in the Jefferson Holiday Classic. John Marshall defeats Union Local of Ohio this evening. Actually, they lose to Union Local of Ohio, 61 to 51. Kaiser, big win tonight over Tucker County, 72 to 68. 
the Golden Tornado getting that win there. Webster County over Midland Trail tonight, 88-63. Polka loses by 20. Domingo Central, 66-46. In overtime, Robert C. Bird falls to Musselman, 76-73. Battle of the Irish, Huntington St. Joe falls to Clarksburg, Notre Dame, 85-62. Game played at Alderson Broadus University. Logan, a loser to Philip Barber's Colts, 59-49. Wyoming East beat Pikeview, 85-49. Uh, Ravens win a winner over Parkersburg Catholic, 71-54. Tulsa Rebels get a win tonight over Roseville Christian of Boyd County, Kentucky, 79-53. Tug Valley falls to Westside, 82-79. In the Brook Holiday Tournament, Brook Bruins fall to Marysville, Ohio, 65-47. Lincoln falls to Sissonville, 74-61. Championship of that Meadowbridge Wildcat Classic. The host Meadowbridge lose to Pocahontas County, 70-58. Also uh, coming up, uh, a few other scores here. Uh, Westinghouse, Pennsylvania, they beat uh, East Hardy, 73-49. Virginia Episcopal beats uh, Woodrow Wilson in that uh, little general battle for the Armory, 77-60. Uh, the uh, Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic, Wheeling uh, Central 60 to 46 winners over Cameron. On the girls' side tonight, let's take a look at uh, West Side first and foremost. West Side gets a win 68 60 over Pikeview. Uh, St. Joe, a lay Irish game canceled tonight. No further details on that. They were to play in the Bragging Rights Classic in Winton Woods, Ohio. That game was canceled. They'll play tomorrow afternoon uh, in that event. Uh, Clay County defeated Calhoun 54 25. Ripley wins their holiday classic 54 22 over the Polka Dots. Northern Bedford. 51, Berkeley Springs 31, that part of the Hancock Classic Mixer in Hancock, Maryland. Wheeling Central 67, Bishop Rosecrans 39, Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic, the site for that one. Clay Battelle knocks off South Harrison 54-46. The St. Albans uh, Holiday Classic, and it is a classic uh, tonight. Still waiting on a score from the second game in that one. St. Albans and Morgantown playing. We'll get that to you as soon as it comes in. Also tonight, Sissonville 73, Lincoln 35. Wahama knocks off the Hannon Lady Wildcats 67 to 27. Fairmont Senior, a tight one, but they beat Warren, Pennsylvania 48-43, part of the California University Hoop Fest. The Lady Polar Bears get the win there. The Buckhannon Lady Buccaneers 66-54 winners over Spring Valley in the championship of the Buccaneer Christmas Classic. Nicholas County wins the Summersville Convention Center Classic 53-22 over Gilmer County. Also tonight, the Ritchie Rebels 50-43 winners over Doddridge County, part of the Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament in Ritchie County. The Golden Tornado, big upset. For them, 61-55, they knock off North Marion. The other half of that St. Albans Classic, George Washington, 85-40 over John Marshall. The consolation game at Buchanan Upshur, Wheeling Park, 49, Spring Mills, 28. Meadow Bridge, 49-37 winners over Valley Fayette. Charleston Catholic goes to the Undo's Classic. They fall to Madonna, 43-29. The Blue Dons with the win. Wyoming East, a big win, 55-17 over Hanover, New Hampshire. That part of the Carolina Invitational. Coastal Division, and they'll be taking on Goose Creek, the 5A champions out of South Carolina tomorrow for the championship in that division. Martinsburg, 56-30 winners over Riverview. Cabell Middle, we had Coach Adkins on earlier. They win 48-46 over Ashley Ridge, South Carolina. Tonight, they're also down in the Carolina Invitational. The Dolphin Division had to throw that in to make us all feel bad with the deep freeze we're in. Lincoln County, 72-58 winners in the uh, 
the uh, holiday classic there for them. 58-54, Albert Gallatin knocks off Preston. The Knights fall in that one. Cassia Hall Prep, 48-34, winners over Trinity in the KSA Holiday Tournament in Orlando. And the Cameron Lady Dragons, big win for them down in Daytona Beach, 42-41. Just being in Daytona Beach is a win. They get the win on the court as well. That's your basketballnight.com, Marshall University Sports Journalism. Scoreboard update. Thank you very much. We're going to step aside, take a break, come back when we meet our standout athlete of the week, Cole Honaker. We'll talk with David St. Peter of WRRR in St. Mary's. We'll talk with Craig Dutton, also of WRRR in St. Mary's. They One had a boys game, one had a girls game. And we'll talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson. A lot to get through still. You're on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. If you have someone remarkable on your team or an athlete that made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. There's many places that you can listen and watch Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We want to thank all of our great radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page to find the station nearest you. You can also watch us statewide on Suddenlink's Network West Virginia. You can see us on Facebook Live on the RSN Sports Facebook page. And go to basketballnight.com, click to watch, and we're on YouTube. Thanks for joining us here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1049 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell with you. Right back into the phone lines, guys. Uh, We apologize that everything's kind of going again in fast motion, but we're doing the best we can to get everybody through here uh, tonight and not keep everybody on hold for too awfully long. Our standout athlete of the week this week comes from Shady Spring High School. He is a senior, a three-year starter for the Tigers. Uh, 4.0 in his high school career, even while he's been traveling and playing AAU ball in the offseason all up and down the East Coast. He's been going through some injuries, though, 
Um, he joins us now on the program. His name is Cole Honaker. And first off, Cole, we want to congratulate you on being this week's standout athlete of the week. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. How do you manage to uh, kind of balance? This is something we talk about with almost all of our standout athletes of the week is balancing what you're able to do in the classroom with how you're able to be successful on the floor. Oh, uh, well, you know, school, of course, comes first. You know, that's, that's always the first priority, you know, getting a good education. And then, you know, I just try to keep, keep the grades good and, uh, you know, it helps me focus on basketball and doing what I love. So. Well, your points per game average up from 11 last year to 16 this year before an injury. And uh, first off, how, how are you doing? I mean, how, how, is, how is that healing for you right now? Uh, I mean, you know, that's great. You know, I'm more of a more uh, aggressive this year and try to be the flasher, I guess, on our team. And, you know, I try to be that person that's a go-to guy when we need points. And, you know, I'll tap the basket and dish it to my guys. I made a couple shots. And, you know, it's just that's, that's my role on the team, I think. Of course, coming off of an ankle injury as well. And, uh, Cole, if we asked your sister who would win a one-on-one game with you, she was a 1,000-point scorer for the Tigers. We know what you would say. What would she say? Oh, you already know. She'd say yes. <laughs> she thinks she would stop me. So, uh, you know, she always uses that 1,000-point leaderboard against me. When I get up there, then I can talk. That's what she says. <laughs> well, and your path reminds me of another – player who went through Shady Spring just uh, uh, several years ago uh, who ended up going to WVU for a short time as well, Chase Connor. He chose to play football his senior year. Um, I, does, does having him um, you know, several years ahead of you, but someone that you could watch as you grew up, uh, kind of tell you where you can go from Shady Spring High School? I mean, yeah, Chase was a phenomenal athlete, you know, even in football and especially basketball, you know, that was his sport. And, yeah, I think uh, just watching him as I was growing up, you know, it, it, it helped me uh, realize, you know, I kind of like crafted my crafted my game after him, sort of, just his jump shot and everything. And uh, he's deadly with that. So I try to, you know, craft my game around that and hoping I can go somewhere local, if not maybe somewhere out of state or something. I don't know. But just hopefully I can go somewhere out of high school and keep playing at the next level because, you know, this is what I love to do. Cole, uh, we uh, heard the report a little earlier to, uh, with uh, Luke Creasy and uh, talked about uh, you coming to uh, Marshall's shooting camp. Of course, we're just a couple blocks away from the Henderson Center. And uh, and uh, talk about how that uh, helped your game uh, working in that uh, at Marshall shooting camp. Oh, it was, you know, it's great. It's always a good experience to, you know, travel to those things and, uh, get to be a part of those things and you know i think it really just like it just helps me uh see what i can see what i can do and that's level try to help me be the best player i can be your ball club is four and two on the season and uh, a rough trip up to fairmont senior yesterday that's a very good polar bear ball club though a lot of teams that go into oh, the, yeah for sure. a lot of teams that go into the armory up there don't don't fare too well but um you got a couple of days off here before your next game Tuesday against uh, Greater Beckley Christian. Uh, your two losses, though, to Fairmont and Bluefield. 
there's no shame in that. And only a three-point loss to Bluefield. Uh, your team's not that far off. No, I think we're a great team. You know, I think we're even like I would say we would be state contenders to be honest. And you know, I think if we just play to our full level and do what we do, you know, our team's a really good team. And if we're so unselfish, and you know, that goes a long way. No one cares who scores. We just want to win the game, and you know, that's going to take us really far. And I'm excited to see where we go from here. Talking with our standout athlete of the week, Cole Honaker of Shady Spring High School, and. Cole, once again, we congratulate you on being our standout athlete of the week. Certainly hope the ankle fully heals up, and uh, we wish you uh, certainly the best of luck throughout the remainder of your senior season. All right, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. Once again, Cole Honaker, and never ceases to amaze me, guys, about how uh, our standout athletes of the week, one, are able to balance things, keep things in perspective. Uh, they, they really, Coach Marone, are far more mature than likely. <laughs> I can't speak for you guys, but they're, they're more mature than I was at that age. Yeah, I think uh, me and Bill can probably be on your side on that <laughs> one. Uh, it's just uh, really amazing with all they have coming at them to be able to juggle uh, the things that they do. And then the things that I really enjoy learning about, and Luke does a great job with those uh, packages, but, uh, you know, is what they do outside of basketball. I think that's what makes it special. And when they're selected, uh, the committee does a great job selecting those winners. And uh, what they do off the court, to me, is, is as much or more important because they're so well-rounded. And, and real quick, and I'll turn, this, I'll turn Bill loose to this too, but first, uh, if you want to nominate a standout athlete of the week, you can do so at basketballnight.com. Just follow the instructions on the website. And again, if you've submitted someone, um, they stay in that pool um, so you don't have to resubmit them every week. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I love the statement that Cole made, the fact that uh, he's got it straight. He, he said without one bit of hesitation, schoolwork comes first. He said, I've got to get the academics done, then we get the basketball going. And, I mean, that was just uh, automatic with him. So he's obviously got his head on straight. Well, this game that we all love can take, can take people places. I mean, it, it really can. Basketball can open up avenues. Uh, it can open up uh, college opportunities. And it can, uh, you know, quite frankly, it can uh, take a little bit of a burden off of your parents if you can get a scholarship. Well, but you, you learn so much more. That's where I was going to go with it, Ryan. I think the reason we love the game and those of us that, like us and others that enjoy the game is it's it's really the whole part of the game. Uh, yes, there's some that will go on to the next level. It can help with that burden. But there's so much learned from it. And when you can have in one program, and we still got a lot to go, a, a a packed show you know we've got the coach from Hannon on here the girls coach our coach Thomas uh, all the way to calls coming in from South Carolina from Florida to Cole being on here I mean basketball has so much to it it's what you learn from the game that I think makes it new each and every day and one thing I'm going to mention real fast it was it's the daughter of someone who I played basketball for growing up she's maybe not the most talented but I watched her drop off of the inbounder in a game last night and basically cut off every person who cut to the basket on an inbounds play. Very little thing, right? but you learn. That's right. And you can carry that everywhere. More Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, Hour 3 after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. 
Radio.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates broadcasting our video feed. Of course, Sudden Lakes Network West Virginia and RSN Sports Network on Facebook Live. Big thank you to all the great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX and Wheeling, 1370 AM WBLY, Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley, and 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Thanks for joining us. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Third and final hour of this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone with you. Happy to have you along on this Friday night, December 29th, 2017, as we head toward the new year. And I told you at the top of the show I was concerned that my voice wasn't going to hold up. And it's starting to fade a little bit, starting to crack a little bit. Um, I put a lot of work in the last two nights. Coach Rowan. I can vouch for that. Coach Rowan's put a lot of work in the last two nights. <laughs> Bill, I don't know what you did. But I was, uh... I actually, I, I put in a lot of work last two nights. I've been, and it was both basketball, a little bit of high school two nights ago, college basketball last night. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Marshall Thundering Herd with a nice win last night. Uh, despite being shorthanded without C.J. Burks, Hedgesville grad, uh, John Elmore didn't even score in the first half. And Marshall still had a 10-point lead. Up. Actually, coming out party for Rondell Watson. Actually, Marshall was down four players last night due to injury and illness. Yeah, and, but, still uh, won by 19. Yes, but uh, again, Rondell Watson, the uh, Greenbrier East uh, graduate with a, with a very, very 20-point nice game. game. Yes, so um, Thundering Hurt playing host to Louisiana Tech tomorrow night. Um, just again, always good to see a lot of the West Virginia kids doing well. Jared West had a nice game as well yesterday. Uh, for the thundering hurt, but <clears throat> struggling guys, we're going. We're going to try this. <laughs> we're going to try this. Um, 
we, we'll go back to the phone lines here in just a second. As uh, I had a big game tonight in Middleburn, Tyler Consolidated defeated St. Mary's in boys basketball. David St. Peter, WRRR in St. Mary's, joins us now on the program. And Dave, first off, thanks for hanging in there with us. And second, uh, Tyler Consolidated up to 7-2 and two with that win tonight. Yeah, big win for them. Uh, as you mentioned, 7-2. and two, They win by 15 points, 73-58. But uh, that 15-point margin really uh, doesn't tell the story. They uh, led by 25 at uh, one point in the ballgame. Uh, their inside rebounding and their, and their pressure defense really took St. Mary's uh, out of their offense. And uh, uh, a, a big part of that was Griffin Phillips. Uh, he's a, a 6'1 junior. Uh, he can do everything. He, he was a shooting guard. Uh, Coach Rick Leach uh, talked to us uh, after the game, uh, you know, put a lot more responsibility on his hands. He, he was running the offense tonight, uh, scored 29 points, uh, numerous assists, a uh, couple of steals. But uh, this is a very well-rounded uh, team, uh, the uh, Silver Knights are. They had uh, nine players uh, in the scorebook tonight, uh, two in double figures. Uh, who was it? Tyler West, big 6'3 junior inside, uh, a force with 13 points. But uh, big win tonight uh, against a, a young but improving uh, St. Mary's ball team. St. Mary's 1-4 and four now on the season. You mentioned young. You mentioned improving. And uh, it's a ball club that, um, quite frankly, is just a very unforgiving area to play in. Williamstown is always tough. Parkersburg Catholic is very good. Uh, Tower Consolidated is having a spectacular year, so well, you know uh, now you got Ravenswood. <laughs> that's right, yeah, Ravenswood, the uh, state runner-up last year in Class A, uh, have already uh, defeated St. Mary's, uh, beat a Manly too, and uh, just a couple of nights uh, ago, uh, Parkersburg Catholic uh, took him out to the woodshed. So you're right. I mean, th- this area of the state, there is some really good basketball being played, and uh, you know, whoever. <laughs> Excuse me. Whoever St. Mary's comes up against, uh, it, you know, it's going to be a battle every night. Yeah, you know, Ritchie County uh, is uh, coming around as well. So, uh, good basketball being played up here in this part of the state. Certainly, uh, a situation where any fans of uh, the sport can go out and pick up a game any Friday night, and uh, for the most part, see a very competitive game, and probably see two pretty good teams uh, in, in the uh, in that little area right there, just tucked away up the Ohio River. Um, those teams, though, doing a, a fantastic job. Those programs do a fantastic job year in, year out, even when uh, St. Mary's is in a little bit of a rebuild, but still a good program. And um, to me, something that I've always noticed is that when a program has a down year and it's a good program, it's one down year and then it's right back to being um, at least uh, competitive again. Uh, is that what you see for this young St. Mary's ball club? You see this as, I won't say a rebuilding slash reloading year, but kind of a restructuring year to, to get things back uh, set for the, the near future. No, I think you, I th- I think you uh, described it very well. Uh, the upcoming classes for St. Mary's, uh, the freshman class is uh, you know, uh, very talented, uh, as well as uh, the uh, middle school grades as well. Uh, so, you know, as you said, this is, uh, I don't want to say a down year. It's a learning year for a lot of these kids. But uh, there's a lot of talent coming up through the pipeline. You're going to be hearing a lot from St. Mary's uh, the next few years. 
Dave St. Peter, WRRR in St. Mary's. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Good to be with you. All right, let's go right back to the phones. And this is going to sound similar, but it's a little different, I promise. Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's. You had a girls game tonight. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing that's failed to mention there. I normally call the games on WXCR, which is our sister station for WRRR. I actually called the game on, game on Light Rock tonight because Dave just mentioned a moment ago, you know, Bill Oxier, his, um, his uh, partner there in the broadcast booth for 93R, his grandson is a sophomore on the St. Mary's boys team. So he requested to call the game at Tyler tonight for the boys. I got to call the girls game, and we had an upset tonight. St. Mary's uh, came out, lights out. Uh, Howie Meeks told me that after the loss to Williamstown 13 days ago, he said there's a couple girls that got the flu. We're hoping nothing happens from that, and it's a brand-new season now. Well, the flu spread amongst that team. They had to cancel the Ritchie County game last week, and there's still a couple girls with lingering effects. There's still a little bit of uh, <laughs> instances where they had to excuse themselves from the game, I guess. I didn't even see it during the broadcast. Uh, they came away in a tough battle tonight and defeated Tyler Consolidated 45-40. to 40. And honestly, it was a night where Tyler just shot, two, shot the ball from three too many times, uh, went inside. There was a lot, of fouls call, a lot of foul calls. And the other night when I got to see Tyler play Magnolia, that's the same thing that happened there. Magnolia looked really good when the game slowed down. And you're going to have a lot of that play late in the season when you get in the foul situation. So... If you were to throw out everything in the section right now, my favorite team right now is Magnolia and the girls. After what I saw them do with a sophomore, Kendra Pilot, and freshman, Maddie, Maddie Winters, which is Mark Winters' younger sister, I believe. He's assistant coach on that girls' team this year. So there's a, there's a lot of good things happening in the section, but tonight's game, we saw St. Mary's limit Tyler in their scoring and took advantage of it tonight to get a, a much-needed second win on the season. Hey, Craig, uh, Coach Marone here, and I, I wanted to kind of piggyback on what you were talking about. I know Tyler got a big win over Williamstown here in the past yeah. week. That whole section and really the region, to be honest with you, I know Park Catholic's really strong this year. There's a lot of head-to-head matchups mm-hmm. coming up after the first of the year, but just from your perspective, uh, is it about as wide open as you've seen in a while? Do you think it, it's really whoever peaks at the right time? Yeah. It'll have to be, honestly, Coach. You know, I really feel it's going to have to be at the right time. Coach Meeks told me, he says he feels at the right moment he's he's going to continue to run his girls because he feels that's the one big disadvantage. They don't have a full court pressure right now that they run. They just stay in half court pressure. They're very young. At one at one time during tonight, they had four freshmen on the floor. Wow! And one of them was your leading scorer, Kylie Wright. Which there's no pressure on them. Coach Meeks has no pressure on him whatsoever. You know, whenever things were good and he had the talent, there was a lot more pressure on him. But now he expects to lose a couple games. He expects to have a couple bruises. And there's not as much pressure in the section this year. It, their biggest threat right now is just try to come in each game and just try to hope they can get the points needed. They actually had as much of a 12- to 14-point lead over Tyler. Tyler actually caught back up with St. Mary's in that fourth period. So I agree with you, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I think I think St. Mary's is a team and that region where it is, there's a lot of good basketball going on. The big thing that hurts, like you were saying, Catholic and Williamstown, they have to go south, play in that southern region in Region 4, 
Whereas we have to, con- you know, St. Mary's and up above has to go all the way northern Panhandle, and that, that splits a lot of rivalries up. But still, they make do with it with the LKC, the conference play, and it still makes for great basketball. You're right, northern Panhandle is very, very tough, especially we were talking about boys. Boys, it's really tough up north with Wheeling Central and Cameron with those likes up there in Region 1. <laughs> 19-point turnaround in a final score in terms of Tyler yeah. Consolidated had won by 14 three weeks ago tonight over St. Mary's. And then you mentioned, actually, I mean, at times, St. Mary's had a double-figure lead tonight. Yeah. Any given night, right? Any given night, honestly. And I think St. Mary's is going to take a lot from this. They get a whole week off before they play Ravenswood at home next Saturday. And they have, they've had their lumps, too, but you know, Coach Meeks is worried. They've got a really tall girl that plays the post, and their their bigs are going to be t- tested against her. With Kylie Wright, who's a freshman, playing, starting as a post. They've got a young girl named Laura Fetty, uh, who plays a lot of guard forward position. They have a girl off the bench, and Alexis Hashman who gets points, and then they have even a, Olivia DeWeese. So at one point, they had four freshmen on the floor tonight and trying to lead this team with Addie Furr, who's your big returner on offense. So there's a lot going with the St. Mary's girls program. They're only looking up at this point. And it's a lot of good things to look at, just like, like Dave talked about with the boys. But from my perspective, it's still a wide-open game in the section. Magnolia's been the most impressive team I've seen in girls. Boys' side, it's Tyler Consolidated right now after their win over St. Mary's. That still doesn't say that Ritchie County, who had a close game with Doddridge County tonight, they're starting to find things under Coach Wells and his regime to get things going in that part of in that part of the boys section as well. well Craig, it's funny you should mention Ravenswood. Uh, Coach Marone, <laughs> Coach Marone, and I saw the Devilettes uh, the last two nights. You mentioned the the big, yeah. the tall girl, Allie Westenhaver, is a very yeah. uh, very good basketball player. That's a well coached basketball team. They are. They have been for a long time. They, with the year when Kelsey Fickeisen was a senior. I believe they gave St. Mary's the closest ball game that year at the old gym. And that had been, oh my, that had been seven years ago now in the old gym where they, they held it down to the fourth period. And it was like it was almost tied going in. Then Kelsey and then everything, it all went away. It was like a 20-point win in that last period. But Ravenswood is always very well coached. You know, girls and boys both. You, you could see it through the community output. It started with the boys in the pit. Having to go there, very intimidating place to play. And now it's going over in the girls' program. And basketball's bred very well in Jackson County, especially at Ravenswood. Craig Dunn, WRRR, 93 Light Rock. Let's, let's just go WRR in St. Mary's. And we always appreciate <laughs> it, Craig. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, I'll talk to you then. I'm going to see a lot of games. I'm going to see Ravenswood, St. Mary's Boys, St. Mary's uh, Williamstown next Friday night. I won't get to see the girls till next Saturday, but I'm done broadcasting till the two weeks from now when Tyler and McNair are in the round ball classic. So still, I'm going to be all around and everywhere with the broadcast. But, hey, you guys have a wonderful New Year. Thanks. <laughs> you, you too, Craig. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get a break in just a moment. And then after the break, we're going to have our resident referee, Bo Anderson. And then we're going to have Brandon Gregory, WRSG, in Middleburn um, to talk more about the Tyler Consolidated St. Mary's boys game. We want to spread that out a little bit. 
And I know Brandon's been on hold for an eternity, but I appreciate it, Brandon. <laughs> Bo's been on hold a long time, too. He's used to it. Uh, <laughs> see, we, we, we've acclimated Bo to this, so it's okay. But, uh, Coach, I did want to just get a chance here because we don't get a chance to talk about Riverside or Ravenswood girls basketball, really, in terms of in detail. Um, those are two programs that, I mean, I saw Ravenswood last year. But, um, I mean, you and I just don't see them in person very often. We, we both got a chance to see them uh, over the course of the last couple of nights. And uh, Ravenswood, like I mentioned, I, I really like uh, a lot of the things that they try to do offensively. Um, just little things, just run it into the front court, but don't get in a hurry once you get there. They're pretty good with that. They make you get back. Um, they keep you honest. Um, they run out about seven or eight girls, pretty strong, tall, long team. Um, picked up a player in Skylar Mace, who's a volleyball player who just came out for basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's about 5'10", and just fits in <laughs> with the rest of them. And uh, then Riverside um, had a, a girl named Carly Rice, who I'm not sure that a lot of people know about her, but she's a presence in the post for them. And uh, that's a pretty, you know, a, a team that is going to struggle probably in the MSAC. But uh, still, you get to see different teams, different ways of doing things. And uh, th- those are two programs that, you know, m- maybe do get about the most out of their talent. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Ravenswood, of course, has a great tradition uh, going back for several years. And Coach Williams there has continued that. And then uh, on the bench with her, uh, Butch Varney used to yeah. be the head coach. He has a granddaughter on that team. I found that out. Yeah, uh, Scholar Varney. Yeah, yeah, this afternoon. And, uh, you know, he's a, a great friend. And, uh, you know, he and his brother coached for several years when I first got into it. And then uh, Riverside coach Garrettson uh, has taken that program over. And uh, it's going in the right direction. I'm like you. Uh, those are kind of some well-hidden gems. Uh, but uh, they're working hard. And, uh, again, uh, tradition already in place at Ravenswood with the boys and the girls. And then Riverside trying to create some girls' uh, tradition there. And uh, and they've got a tough road to hoe, but they've got, I think, three wins on the season. So they're moving in the right direction as well. Yeah, that's in you're moving forward. You're moving That's in the right, right direction. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We've got a lot of questions for Bo. And uh, Brandon Gregory, WRSG in Middleburg. That's all with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only exposes the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experience comes through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, 
as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. A big welcome to our new followers on Twitter. Follow us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to RJ Good, Justin Feeler, John Hayner, John Litton, and Alex Hess, Scott Corzen, Josie Justice, and Rory Chapman. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Catching our breath here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, 11-18 on the program as we near 11-19 here on this Friday night. Cold, chilly, snowy Friday night. End of December. I mean, it's a good time to stay inside watching basketball. Get a we nice warm it. beverage and settle in <laughs> for some good basketball and we'll catch up on all the goings-on around the state. I think no one would be more attuned to the road conditions outside right now or really any time of the week than our resident referee, Bo Anderson. He joins us now on the program, and uh, we're waiting on the little – I see I see they're working on it. They're working on it. There we go. go. There's our resident referee, Bo Anderson's theme music as he joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, I have no idea where you were tonight for a ball game, but have the roads been all right on your way home? Well, actually what happened was uh, I had a game in Ohio tonight, and anytime you have a game in Ohio and that team – called Ohio State is playing in a bowl game, they changed the game time on you. <laughs> so my my game was at 5.30 tonight instead of 7.30. And so I've actually been home just listening to the show, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen this or not, but I had my my phone plugged in to get battery charged, so I actually watched my battery go up. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen that percentage or not. <laughs> Not hardly. No, not not out here. But, uh, uh, Bo, we always appreciate you taking time to talk with us. And I'll, I'll, I'll turn Coach Marone loose on you here to begin with. Bo, how you doing this evening? Uh, I'd say he's got back from my game early. I like those early games, actually, to get back and uh, don't have to rush around and got a little time uh, to just relax after a game. Okay, uh, I've got two issues for you. The first one uh, is actually a fairly new rule. Uh, that was adopted in the state by the SAC. Uh, the official warning uh, that's given to a coach or to a bench uh, it was put in as, in my understanding, uh, it was a precautionary thing to try and avoid giving more technical fouls. If official issues a official warning to a team or to a bench, who all would be notified about that and would it be made public to everyone at the game as far as over the PA or anything? Well, it, it should be uh, whenever, if, if the team bench has issued a warning, whether it be the head coach getting the warning or an assistant or 
uh, you know, for the head coach being out of the box or something, the whistle can sound right then, uh, and you would verbally warn the head coach, and then you would go announce to the bookkeeper to mark down a bench warning to the uh, team's coach that you are calling the bench warning on, um, and that's the way that is supposed to work. Now, that warning is just basically, and there's a courtesy, you don't have to warn at all. You can call the technical if you want to. They just added that a little bit in there to say, hey, if you want to do that to show everyone you've had enough from a coach, then that is an option you can do. But okay. it doesn't have to happen. But Bill, um, Bill, Bo, <laughs> Bill sitting there staring at me. <laughs> Would the coach that's being given the warning not be notified that he has gotten a warning and he should not have to find it out from a bookkeeper later on in the game? Should he not be notified that he's gotten a warning? Well, yes, that's the first thing that should happen when you blow the whistle. You tell the coach you've been warned, and then you go and you put it in the book. Uh, But, again, regardless of what happened there, if you get a technical... No, there was was no no technical was issued. But the game that I saw, they went to the book and said, I'm giving this team a warning. The head coach was never notified. And then five minutes later in game time, he was told by his own bookkeeper, the official gave you a warning. And he had no idea that he was being I mean, To me, that just doesn't follow the procedure, but it was probably just mismanaged. Uh, yes, because you, you got to tell the head coach when he's been warned, when you blow the whistle, or you know, if the game's already stopped, and you tell him, say, hey, i got a warning on. Uh, the red team coach and go and announce that warning to the coach and to the bookkeeper. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Okay, number two, before I turn Ryan loose on you, uh, I know that you've talked in the past about coverage areas. You've got a three-man crew working a game. You have areas of the court that are your primary responsibility. I know there's times when somebody has a better angle, or so they say, and then there's times when an official will respond, that's not my area, so I can't make a call. What's the line that you as an official look at if somebody's on a far side of the court, your area's in front of you, and they come over and want to overrule one of your calls when you're the official on that sector of the court? How does that conversation play out, and when is that something that should or would happen? Oh, well, you know, you have your primary coverage area and then your secondary coverage area. And obviously, if nothing is in your primary coverage area, then you can move your secondary coverage area. You like to try as much as possible to stay in the primary area as far as that goes. Uh, and in regards to that part of the question, if you have a double whistle uh, and you need to get together, um, if you have a double whistle, uh, as opposed to like right down the middle of the lane, you know, actually a three man, the lane's cut in half. The center official, who is the guy that's only by himself on the sideline, the lead official is underneath the basket. The trail is the furthest one closest to half court to give you some terminology. Center and lead have half of the lane. So you're going to have some plays in the middle of the lane where you can have two whistles. That's where you need to get together. Now, on out-of-bounds calls, that's another thing. If you have an out-of-bounds call, and let's say I give it to Red, and my partner sees something a little bit different, 
he can come and give me some information, and then it's up to me to take that information that he's given me and either give it to the other team or stay with my information that I had and, and give it to the team that I was going to give it to to start with. Uh, you know, there's no, for officials, and people need to understand this, there's no magical spot on the court. The players are moving quickly. Uh, things are happening quickly. Uh, people right at the last second step in front of your vision. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen, and so that's why, you know, we're even with three of us. Uh, and it wouldn't matter if there was 20 of us. Uh, we're not always going to get everything right. Uh, we just have to do our best, but we do have a primary and a secondary area. We sometimes have to reach into another area to help someone out who needs help that may have gotten blocked out. Uh, and we do have double whistles where we have to get together and talk. Bo Anderson, our resident referee, we always appreciate you taking time out to join us and uh, to share your knowledge with us and to, to really help us understand not, you know, we don't, we try not to get into calls that are made in terms of the, the discretion of the official, but the administration of the, the game and, and not the judgment type calls. So uh, we appreciate Bo always so kind to take time out to, to help us and to uh, be there to uh, answer our questions because, again, sometimes we see things that we don't necessarily understand why we saw that. Let's go right back to the phone lines, though. Brandon Gregory, WRSG in Middleburn, had the Tower Consolidated St. Mary's Boys game and the Silver Knights. Brandon, go to 7-2. and two. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a good effort tonight, um, especially on the offensive glass. 43 rebounds total, 24 of them on the offensive end. Uh, you know, not a lot of height. Biggest kid, 6'3", uh, but a lot of length. They had a lot of length out of the guard in the guards and in the front court uh, as well. So they, they they bothered St. Mary's a good bit tonight. Uh, you know, didn't didn't really close out on shooters on St. Mary's shooters very well. Uh, but in fairness, St. Mary's didn't really make them pay for it either, uh, with the exception of a few cases. Uh, Peyton Knox here hit a couple threes uh, for St. Mary's, and uh, the the steel kid number thirty five he hit he hit one or two late. Uh, we never left open, but you know, it was a good effort. I mean, and, and they scrap. They, they play hard. They were down two guys tonight uh, with lower leg injuries. Mark Rucker and Dylan Roberts didn't play, uh, and they went deep into their bench. Um, and every, everybody that got on the floor had a positive contribution. Right, and after back-to-back losses to Ritchie County and Liberty Harrison, now three straight wins for the Silver Knights with wins over Payton City, Magnolia on the road, and then tonight's win over St. Mary's. So uh, it, it's a ball club that has bounced back from its first piece of adversity this year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, these lower these two injuries to these guys these are these are big time contributors. So uh, to 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 get through that, and I think they even got injured in the Magnolia game or in the, in the early part of the Magnolia game. So. You know, a game and a half, and they got out a four-point, I think a four-point win over Magnolia. And tonight they really, you know, kind of put it on St. Mary's. It got a little bit closer uh, towards the end, you know, because St. Mary's was shooting up some threes and, and you know, had some open looks. But, and, you know, this is a team that, that seems to really like each other. They seem to have a lot of fun. Uh, they're always smiling and, and 
they 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 played pretty well. I only really you know, they they struggled a little bit with Liberty Harrison. Of course, that the kid uh, for them is that that kid from Liberty Harrison is pretty good. I can't think of his name right off the top of my bat, right off the top of my head. But uh, I think he scored twenty five or so for him. He he's a pretty solid player. But yeah, you know, a, a bigger kid's going to give them some issues, but uh, they'll scrap and and they hit they hit the boards hard. So uh, they'll be in a lot of ball games. Tyler consolidated this week with games on Thursday night against Parkersburg Catholic on the road and then Friday night at home with Ravenswood. That's Brandon Gregory, WRSG in Middleburn. So thankful that he stayed with us tonight and uh, good to hear from him. And I look forward to hearing from him again as we go on throughout the course of the season. And Brandon, hopefully we'll have a happy new year as well. Right now, step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll get our final full check of the scoreboard. We'll also talk with Mike Baldy and Emily Sauerburn, or Sauerburn, excuse me, of uh, Trinity, the uh, Warriors girls playing in uh, an Alice State tournament and, and having some success as well. And a, a big night for um, that ball club. We'll also talk with Sam Blizzard, WELD, WQVW, WQWV, excuse me, and Fisher. And have our new power ratings. We'll debut them. Lots to go. 30 minutes to go on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, about 15 more minutes. And then we're going to share the voting results with you. This week's question, if you were a coach, how would you set up your team's schedule? Would it be to match your team's ability level or the most challenging schedule feasible? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Hey, there's many places you can listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You can just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video from the studios at Marshall University on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch on Facebook Live. Go to the RSN Sports Facebook page to uh, watch on Facebook Live. We're on Twitter, Periscope, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And if you have cable and Sublink, we're on Network West Virginia statewide and in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. We want you to send your game pictures in to us, too, so we can feature them on our video stream. Send your pics to us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup, or if you're on Facebook, go to RSN Sports Network Facebook page and send them to us there.
Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It is 11.33 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell in studio. Rick Marone with us as well. And joining us now is Marcus Constantino. And Marcus has our debut, our premiere of the state power ratings that's right and just to give our listeners and viewers at home a reminder of how this works uh, the basketballnight.com power ratings are 100 percent uh computer generated uh there's no uh you know voters in this this is um uh, a formula that uh that we've developed here in-house. Uh, we do this every Friday here on the show, every Wednesday on the Brandon Lowe Show on 950 WBES in Charleston. And so this uh, right now uh, will be the first look at the boys, basketballnight.com power ratings in AAA Parkersburg South, uh, barely edging out Woodrow for the number one spot. Uh, Woodrow in number two. University coming in at number three. South Charleston at number four. The three and two Huntington Highlanders come in, round up the top five. In double A, Fairmont Senior at number one. Chapmanville, number two. Bridgeport, five and zero, oh, is number three. Oak Hill, four and zero, oh, is at number four. And the seven and zero oh, Nitro. Uh, is at number five going on to single way ravenswood comes in at number one valley fayette four and oh at number two willing central catholic is six and oh and at number three trinity is number four pocahontas county rounds out the top five in the boys single a moving over to the girls triple a basketball night.com power ratings the buckhannon upshire buccaneers are seven and one that's good for number one greenbrier east is at number two parkersburg is number three gw gw is number four and the cabell midland knights come in at the top five in double a wyoming east the Lady Warriors are 6-0 and and number one. Fairmont Senior is number two. North Marion at 6-1 and is number three. Winfield, the Generals are number four. Sissonville is number five. And moving on to girls single A. Tucker County is 8-0 and, and number one. St. Joe is 5-2 coming in at number two. Parkersburg Catholic, 8-0, comes in at third. Cameron is 9-1. They come in at number four, and Willing Central Catholic rounds out the top five with a 9-1 and one record. Thank you very much, Marcus. And again, every week we will have those basketballnight.com power ratings. Now it's time for Marshall University Sports Journalism basketballnight.com scoreboard update. that we'll kick it to bill cornwell all right boys action tonight lots of tournaments first off the jerry bradley memorial christmas tournament at greenbrier east uh, university hawks big win over the wayne pioneers 102 27 in the cowan spangler memorial holiday tournament lincoln county beats man 72 50 the doyle kelly classic at Savannah Christian School in Savannah, Georgia. Nice win for Lance Sutherland and Hurricane. They beat uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, 74-56. Up in Wheeling, uh, the uh, Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic. Trinity, a winner over Madonna, 72-45. The Jerry Bradley Memorial Christmas Tournament again uh, there at Greenbrier East. The uh, home, uh, uh, the host school, Greenbrier East, beats Scott, 65-62. Polar Bear Holiday Classic in Fairmont. Fairmont Senior, the host, 
Big win over Spring Mills, 98-36. It was Tyler Consolidated beating St. Mary, 73-58. King of the Smoky Mountains Classic, uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, uh, beats uh, Chapmanville, 71-58. Consolation of the Meadowbridge Wildcat Classic, Mercer Christian falling to James Monroe, 67-38. Little general battle for the Armory. Bluefield falls to First Love, Pennsylvania by a score of 76-68. Down in Bradenton, Florida, the Falcon Holiday Classic. St. John Newman of Florida losing to Hedgesville, 59-25. Uh, Coach Skip Fowler Memorial Tournament in Martinsburg. The host Martinsburg Bulldogs beat Millbrook, Virginia, 87 46. The Cowan Spangler Memorial Holiday Tournament host Ritchie County, a loser to Doddridge County, 44-42. The Summersville Convention and Visitors Bureau Tournament, uh, the host Nicholas County Grizzlies get a win over Charleston Catholic, 51-39. Parkersburg South, uh, they improve to 5-1. They beat Cabell Midland tonight by a score of 76-58. West Green, Pennsylvania beats 100 this evening, 61 to 49. Still only a third quarter score. Jefferson Holiday Classic. Jefferson 48-32 lead over James Wood, Virginia. John Marshall uh, loses to Union Local of Ohio this evening, 61-51. Also tonight, uh, Kaiser beats Tucker County's Mountain Lions 72-68. Midland Trail, loser to Webster County, 88-63. Polka loses by 20 to Mingo Central, 66-46. Musselman beat Robert C. Bird, 76-73. Clarksburg, Notre Dame beats Huntington St. Joe, 85-62. Philip Barber, a game played at Alderson Broadus, gets a win over Logan, 59-49. Pikeview falls to Wyoming East, 85-49. Parkersburg Catholic, a loser to Ravenswood, 71-54. Nice win for the Tulsa Rebels over Rose Hill Christian of Kentucky, 79-53. Tug Valley loses to Westside, 82-79. In the Brook Holiday Tournament, Brook Bruins lose to Marysville, Ohio, 65-47. Lincoln, the loser to Sissonville, 74-61. Championship of that Meadow Bridge Wildcat Tournament, Pocahontas County beat Meadow Bridge, 72-58. The Rams Snowball Classic, East Hardy loses to Westinghouse, Pennsylvania, 73-49. Little General Battle for the Army. Armory, uh, Virginia Episcopal beats Woodrow Wilson 77-60. The Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic in Wheeling, Wheeling Central. A 60-46 win over the Cameron Dragons. Let's take a look at the girls' scores here one final time. Cameron knocks off Tipton Rosemark. The Lady Dragons uh, get a win in the Daytona Beach Sunshine Classic. Trinity falls tonight to Cassia Hall Prep. It was 48-34. That game part of the KSA Holiday Tournament in Orlando. Also tonight, Albert Gallatin, Pennsylvania, 58. Preston, 54. Lincoln County wins their Holiday Classic, 72-58 over Lewis County. Also tonight, Golden Knights of Mountview, 42-21 winners over Liberty Raleigh. Cabell Midland, 48. Ashley Ridge, South Carolina, 46. That part of the Carolina Infiltrational, the Dolphin Division. The Raiders of Riverview come up short against Martinsburg, 56-30. The Bulldogs get the win in the Jerry Bradley Memorial. Wyoming East, Warriors 55, Hanover, New Hampshire 17, Madonna 43, Charleston Catholic 
29, part of the Undo's Main Street Holiday Classic. Valley Fayette falls to Meadowbridge. Meadowbridge 49-37 winners. Wheeling Park, the Lady Patriots 49-28 over Spring Mills. George Washington playing in the St. Albans Holiday Classic. 85-40 winners over John Marshall. Big upset tonight in Kaiser. The Golden Tornado 61-55 winners over North Marion. The Ritchie Rebels 50-43 over Doddridge County. That's part of the Calvin Spangler Memorial Tournament in Ritchie County. The, the uh, Grizzlies of Nicholas County claim the Summersville Convention Bureau title, 53-22 over Gilmer County. 66-54, the Lady Buck uh, Buccaneers of Buck Up win 66-54 over Spring Valley in the championship of the Buccaneer Christmas Classic. Fairmont Senior, 48-43 winners over Warren, Pennsylvania. Wahama, 67, Hannon, 27. The Indians of Sissonville, 73-35 winners over Lincoln. St. Mary's, the Blue Devils, with an upset over Tyler Consolidated. They win 45-40. Clay Battelle, 54. South Harrison, 46. Wheeling Central, 67-39 winners over Bishop Rosecrans, part of the Undo's Holiday Classic. Northern Bedford, 51-31 over Berkeley Springs. Ripley wins their Holiday Classic, 54-22 over Polka. Calhoun County falls to Clay County, 54-25. And the Renegades of Westside, 68-60 winners over Pikeview. That's a look at your Marshall University sports journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. All right, we're going to fit in a phone call here before we go to our final break. We've still got three people, or actually four people, but three calls to take. Let's go right now to Mike Baldy and Emily Sauburn, uh, head coach and player of the Trinity Christian Girls basketball team, the Warriors. They lost tonight, but uh, still off to a very good start at 6-2 and two on the season. They're in the KSA tournament that is in Disney at Orlando and uh, kind enough to stay up and join us now on the program. And uh, first off, Emily scoring her 1,000th point. Congratulations on that honor. Thank you. And uh, to Coach Mike Baldy, um, very good beginning of the season for your ball club. You fall to Cassia Preparatory School out of Tulsa, Oklahoma today. But uh, still, anytime you go out of state and you get to play good competition and you compete well, which you have, uh, that's, that's still a positive outcome. Sure, yeah. Emily and I have been talking, saying that it's been a real benefit for us getting to play teams that we don't know a heck of a lot about. Uh, because we tend to, when we play in-state, we compare scores and we think, well, this is a team we can beat. This is a team that's going to be very tough to beat. These teams we're playing down here from you know, Oklahoma. We play a team tomorrow from Tennessee. We played a team yesterday from Florida. We really don't know much about them, so we just have to go out and, and play our hardest. And I think that's been really good for our girls. And, Coach, you picked up an overtime win over Melbourne Central Catholic from Florida yesterday. Obviously, that was a great game. 65-63 was the final. Uh, just tell me about that game. So, we played a great game for three and a half quarters. Uh, when you see that score, it looks like it was a really great game. It was hard fought for us all time, but... We had a 19-point lead with about four minutes to go and let it slip. And they actually, Melbourne actually took the lead with about a minute to go. And uh, we, were, we were able to hit just enough foul shots to get to overtime. And we then again squandered a lead in overtime. And, and um, Melbourne Central was actually winning by four with about 25 seconds to go. And our pressure created a couple turnovers at the end of the game, and we were able to uh, to eke one out there. And then uh, today we had a three-point lead at halftime and let it slip in the second half, only scoring five points in the entire second half. So 
a real battle for us early in the season has been putting four quarters together. So we're still striving to do that. Emily, your team had a tw- uh, basically a 20-point lead there with four minutes to go and then fell behind and was still able to come back, get it to overtime, then come back and win. What a seesaw game. How do you keep your composure in a game like that? I think we just have to focus on doing what we can do at that time. Uh, we put in a new press, and that seems to help. And we just have to stay calm. How is it going on the road with your teammates? I know that's always uh, something that, that happens a lot with the kids who play AAU, but at the same time when you do it with the, the people you're in school with every day, it's a little bit of a different atmosphere uh, making that trip with them. It's a lot of fun. We, Trinity is a really small school, so we're always really close. And going on vacation with them is like going to a tournament. You know, it's, I'm on vacation with my 10 other best friends. Well, you play tomorrow and then uh, return home next Friday night to take on South Harrison. Uh, Coach Mike Baldy and uh, player Emily Sarburn, thank you so much for staying up to join us tonight from down in a uh, nice, uh, little bit warmer than it is here at Orlando. No problem. Thank you, guys. I want to give one quick shout-out before we get off that Emily actually scored her 1,000th career point today, so I want to congratulate her. All right, congratulations on that once again, Emily, and uh, we appreciate them sticking with us. We've got to take our final break. We'll come back with our poll question, Sam Blizzard and cause time. We'll do it the best we can. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia returns after this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, including Suddenlinks Network West Virginia, RSN Sports on their Facebook page, Facebook Live, and great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX in Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WV, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD Henson, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmond, Beckley, and 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. We thank you for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia.
stay up to date on your favorite teams, check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.49 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with you until midnight as we wrap up, really, the year. We'll be back next week, of course, first show of 2018. But uh, Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, all in studio. Kyle Powers is with us now. As again, we've got a lot to go. We'll talk with Sam Blizzard and Rick Kozlowski in a moment. But uh, Kyle, you have our poll results from last week. And our I poll do. question for tonight. Um, so last week's poll question was: If you were a coach, how would you, the voters, set up your team's schedule? Eighty-nine percent of the voters said they would create the most challenging schedule feasible, and eleven percent said they would match their team's ability level. Um, so moving on for this week's poll question, for those of you who may not know, the National Federation of State High School Associations released Rule 1-13-2, extending the coach's box from 14 feet to 28 feet. Do you think this is a good move? Uh, head on over to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. It will be a yes or no question. It will be up there in just a few moments. Let's go to Sam Blizzard right now as we are honored to welcome new affiliate Jack FM out of Fisher, West Virginia, WQVW. Sampler is also a part of WELD, which is the sister station. And uh, Sam has been a big contributor to this program, uh, covering the area uh, in Grant, Hardy, and uh, Pendleton counties. And uh, Sam, first off, it's once again a pleasure and honor to be a part of the Jack FM family. Thank you, Ryan. Um, good to uh, be carrying the show. And um, this week we had the Petersburg Holiday Tournament, the oldest continuously running tournament in the uh, state of West Virginia, not counting, of course, the state tournament. But um, in that, uh, Petersburg won the uh, championship last night by defeating Moorfield by a score of 65 to 55. Uh, three players for Petersburg in double figures Trad Harmon, Hunter Poole. And Jacob Halderman in the lead with 19 points. Uh, Moorfield is led by their only senior this year, uh, a young man with the name of Garrett Haggerty, a 6'3 senior, um, averaging about 19 points, nine rebounds a game. Uh, had 28 in the uh, opening win over Pendleton County, Ryan. Well, and also you cover the East Hardy ball clubs, um, Pendleton County as well. Um, how have things been for them this week? Uh, Pendleton County uh, finished 1-1 one and one in the tournament. Uh, of course, they lost to uh, Moorfield on the uh, opening night, and they uh, won the consolation last night by defeating Union. Uh, one of the uh, leading scorers on the uh, tournament was Marcus Sykes for Pendleton County. Uh, East Hardy is uh, playing in a uh, tournament out in uh, Oakland, Maryland, out at Southern High School, and I heard on the uh, station there a little bit ago that uh, they lost in the championship game. Um, a lot of uh, busy action, as you might expect for most teams around the state. Uh, Moorfield is at Pendleton County and hosts Tucker County this week, while Petersburg has Kaiser, Elkins, and Grafton before next Saturday. So uh, basketball sunny season is here, Ryan. Yeah. Absolutely. Best time of year. Hopefully it doesn't snow. Sam, thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sam. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And now 
And, and again, with Sam, Sam stayed on hold there for us for a long time. We so greatly appreciate uh, the work he puts in and contributes to this program. We shorted him last week. So we have carved out a little bit of extra time tonight as we bring in from the Martinsburg Journal, Rick Kozlowski. It is Koz time on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Rick, it's good to have you for more than 35 seconds. Well, I'd like to uh, welcome uh, the uh, new radio station, uh, Jack. Uh, Am I allowed to say hi, Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. If it were 30 years ago, no. Uh, my kids would be saying there's a bad joke for you right there. Yeah. Hey. Good Christmas, Rick. Uh, very good Christmas. Nice Christmas and uh, nice uh, being home all week, just sitting around doing nothing, getting rid of the vacation time that uh, I would uh, otherwise lose. Uh totally understand that i actually am forced to take a few days off then in january or else i just lose them and you know that's just how it works but uh no, nonetheless uh well, in some in some cases uh they would uh, people would like just to uh force us to uh disappear right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that seems to be a prevailing theme sometimes uh there would be some times where i feel like i'm invisible around here or not around here but um the way things go, but Hedgesville, let's talk about the Eagles. They lost for the first time last night to Osceola, Florida, 71-61, the Falcon Holiday Classic, but bounced back with the win over St. John Newman, Florida, 59-25 today. So 8-1 and now are the Eagles, and uh, Hedgesville and Martinsburg next Friday night. That's about as big as it next. gets in those parts. Yes, next Friday night, I think there will be a lot of anticipation for that game because both teams will likely go in with uh, just one loss. Martinsburg has uh, been on uh, been on a bit of a roll since uh, losing their opener to a defending state champion out of Virginia. They've, uh, they've won every game since and have their starting point guard back filing, Jared Bowie, and I think that's made a, a well of a difference. Uh, and Hedgesville uh, was missing one of its uh, top players for the first couple of games, Jason Plotner. And uh, he's back and she's the uh, stabilizing things for that ball club. They haven't injured one of their starters. I don't know how serious it was, but I know uh, one of their players uh, wound up in the hospital. And I've seen that he hasn't been playing for the last uh, several games. So I'm just not sure. You know, what's going what's going on there? I've been trying to get some information and I don't know, it seems like the uh the lines between here and Florida must be frozen or something. <laughs> uh you just never know. It, it it certainly feels that way. It's awfully cold outside here as we wrap up uh twenty seventeen. Uh Rick, we'd love to be able to talk basketball with you and just in general the uh, the life experiences of one Rick Kozlowski, which I think are of of uh, fascination to everyone. What are your highlights of 2017? Well, 
<laughs> I guess uh, one of my highlights would probably be a low light in some sense. Uh, it's made me uh, to uh, uh, reconfigure myself. Uh, had a heart attack back in August. Mm. And, you know, fortunate uh, that uh, everything has gone well since then. Uh, I've changed my diet tremendously and have tried to get rid of all the stress in my life, which is very difficult being in the media business, as you guys well know. Uh, you know that's you know, that's probably been the big thing. And I leave you all speechless with that one, right? Well, <laughs> it, it, that's something, honestly, that we, we were aware of, but something that we didn't want to bring up with you without talking about it first or letting you talk about it. Um, certainly, we are very glad that everything is, has turned out okay. And it was a rough, rough time there for um, our extended family here on Basketball Friday Night, which you were part of, Dave Morrison, also having um, the, the difficulties he's been going through as well. And um, unfortunately, we haven't heard from him uh, yet uh, this season. We still get all the information from him on Twitter, thank goodness. But, um, I mean, you, you yeah, two guys are a big part of our program. We, 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 we were worried about you guys. Well, I definitely appreciate that, and uh, I'm sure Dave does too. I'm sure he's probably listening in. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess you know when you get older, things happen. <laughs> uh, I would, I would, I would like, I would quote my dad about he refers to the golden ages, and and he's 83, and he talks about the. He says, uh, and I'm going to uh, kind of paraphrase here a little bit. He'll say, the golden years, they stink. <laughs> they use a different term, but anyway. Uh, Rick, we are, we are tied on time. We thank you so much for joining us, as always. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy, New, happy Rick New Year. Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. And that's going to do it for this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for the entire crew behind the scenes for Rick Marone and Bill Cornwell. I'm Ryan Epling, 2018, first show, one week from tonight. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit basketballnight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.